Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. At 8 o'clock, you get your first keyword of the day for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We'll get you hooked up with $1,000 twice this morning, once at 8, once at 9. Also send you to the Chili Pepper Show. We'll do that at 7.30. Waking up today in the United States of butthurt, I've never seen people, I've never seen overreaction like this. Ever. Not since, like, the Browns won a game. Super Bowl! Like, that's the only other time I've ever seen overreaction on this level. Ever. I think you guys are freaking out. And I don't totally get it. There's protest Fantone now in the streets of, like, five major U.S. cities. I think it's Portland, New York, and, you know, uh, there's other, uh, I believe Chicago's another one of these. Surprise. And you're going to see a lot of this. And I don't get it. I don't get it. You guys are organizing on the wrong goddamn day. (laughs) You're three days too late. You should have all just got together, given each other's rides to the polling centers and voted. Yeah, I guess the point to make there is if those people would have all voted and I don't know whether they did or did not. You would have won handily. Well, you still would have. I mean, she, she still won the popular election. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's probably a little bit of frustration there of of that system. I, I, I would say if there's any frustration that's I feel like valid right now, it's probably that. Yeah, but people I, I'm telling you, most people that are out there on the street don't really care. And like these high school protests you're seeing in California, those kids don't really care. Twenty five of those kids care. And then the rest of the school walks out because the school walking out. You know how I know that? My school did this when I was in high school. There was something that happened with the presidential election and somebody got mad about it and before you knew it, we were all outside asking each other why we were all outside. These kids don't have these convictions. They don't have it. They just want to get out of high school. And most of the people running around blocking traffic and streets, guess what? They don't have anything to do either. So they're just out there doing that. It's it, it, Now look, I'm going to let you have it for a few days because I expected this. To not expect the reaction to a Trump presidency to, for this to be the reaction would be crazy too. That would be insane. So I'm going to let you have it for a few days. You go out there, dude. You sit Indian style. I'm sorry. Crisscross applesauce in the middle of the street. And you don't let cars go to work. And you don't do that so you can show America how pissed off you are. When in reality, all you had to do was get together a couple of days beforehand and we wouldn't be in this mess. But you were too lazy to drag your ass to the polling center. I mean, I don't know what more you want. I don't know what more you want. I mean, how many times? I mean, they they took you through the news, took you through state by state by state last night and showed you all the registered Democrats that didn't show up to vote. There was a lot of you. There was a lot of you. So I don't know what you're blaming the other side for. You did this. What are you blaming the other side for? For showing up and taking part of their civic duty? That's what you're mad at them for? I guess. You got to get out of the streets. You know I hate protesting. You know I hate it. I know. It's the most American thing you can do. No, the most American thing you could do is pull yourself up, realize that you've lost, and work together for a better country and get your ass up and go to work today. That's the most American thing you can do. But you're not willing to do that. You don't want to do that. See, that's the part that's hard. The part that's easy is, you're not being fair to me. I'm going to burn things in the street. Okay. And you wonder why you lost. And you wonder why you lost. Because this is how you act. People don't want it. And I told Fantone before the show started, and this is the truth of it. You know why Trump won? I'm going to make this really basic. And I'm probably making it a little too easy. But at the end of the day, if you give American people eight years of anything, they're going to want the other thing. That's really it. You give Americans eight years of anything, they're going to want the other thing. 
I truly believe that. Yeah, I mean, especially when it comes to something as big as 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 president, when it comes to something like that, because it feels like, hey, my life is still out of control, therefore it's got to be leadership's right. fault. It's, like, it's Obama's or Trump's fault, when in reality, no, it's your fault. Yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the I kind of movement of blame from like, hey, I haven't taken responsibility, or my life just hasn't went well. Whether you have or have not taken responsibility, whether you have or have not worked hard, sometimes circumstances play against you, and those aren't necessarily the fault of the president but it's very easy to okay well it's definitely that guy's fault it just it, it's it, and and i'm hearing this from twitter and this is a little bit of true that this last administration has kind of built and i don't think on any fault of his own but this last administration has built a a machine of professional protesting and and that is true that's a great that's a great quote from a, from a listener on Twitter because and I don't necessarily know that it was him and, and Barack Obama definitively but that that mentality that comes from his administration which I don't necessarily disagree with but it has built a little bit of you're not fair to me we're and, and has built a little bit of entitlement I guess I would like to see where like you're you know you're saying that administration I think it's more the times I think it's more like all right people have reached a point in life where they're fed up with stuff and I think even the Trump presidency proves that that's the, that's the so case. no matter who would have been president we would have seen this over the last seven years with people yeah, hitting the and street. I okay, mean, and, and I'll make room. And you really probably started seeing it in the Bush administration. I mean, there was plenty of protests going on back then. You know those what I mean? Those were annoying, like, too. Those, but, I mean, it, 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 the, the point still remains that, like, it, it's more of the times that we live in right now. I, I, I would say the, the, the really, truthfully, the media and the, the nonstop coverage of news and probably the digital revolution probably have more to do than that with any one given president. Yeah, they're all factors. Because we can Twitter and we can like right. we can Skype it and we can we to can... deny the things you're bringing up aren't factors would be crazy. So uh, yeah, I I have to make room for those. I read another like half of an article this morning on I can't believe white women helped elect Donald Trump. What do you mean? What do you mean you can't believe that? See, there's this mentality out there now that white men are the evil in the world, and the rest of you are just underneath our thumb. It's that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Are there white racist men out there who were, who bought into the fear, some of the fear that Donald Trump was spewing? Yes. But guess who those men are married to? White women who were probably voting for Trump too. Um, do you, what do you think those? Who do you think those men are married to? They're not married to nobody. Do you think the overall thought of that is though is that more so than embracing their racism or even on a subconscious level, it was about you're voting against your interests as a woman. I don't know if every woman believes that the day after Donald Trump takes office that their lives are going to be automatically worse. Obviously they don't. You know right. what I mean? Of course they don't. I think, they I, I, think, they I think that was a little bit of the fear being sold to us from the other side. See, it's always told to us that one side of the aisle sells fear, the other one doesn't. That's BS. Hillary was totally selling you fear. She was totally selling you fear. She was telling you to be afraid of Donald Trump. Now, is she right in that? I don't know. Remains to be seen. All right. Have we heard some things that are, are questionable about how he handles certain situations with women? Yes. Questionable. But to act like Donald Trump's going to go door to door ringing d- doorbells and grabbing you by the pee and sexually assaulting you is insanity. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I, I, I don't know if that was the expectation. I think maybe the setting the tone for the country that likes that that that's appropriate behavior was more the concern. I I agree, and that is it, it is cause for concern. But at the end of the day, you lost, and you need to lose graciously. You do this whole he's not my president. What do we call you now? Because what we called the people who said Obama wasn't their president was racist. 
was racist. Think about that word. There is no strong, dude, the only other stronger word in the English language that's stronger than racist is the N-word. That's the only one. That's it. So if we were calling those people racist, what's the evil, awful term I get to lunge at you today? What's, what's, what's the benchmark? What's this new thing that you get to be referred to all day today when you're being about as un-American as I've ever seen? What's the word? There's no word as strong as racist, so we're going to have to create one. See, because you were racist if Obama wasn't your president. So what are you today? Is it traitor? Is that what it is? While you're out there burning the American flag in the street like an idiot? That's the fix. You lost, so burning neighborhoods down to the ground again and flags on fire in the streets, the answer. Of course, because every time you're pissed, what happens? We light neighborhoods on fire and we storm through the streets, fixing absolutely effing nothing like it has every time before it. Get out of the street. You had a day to organize. You didn't do it. And Democrats, here's what I'm going to give you. You got what you deserved on election day. You know why? You railroaded another candidate because you thought you knew better and you thought Hillary would do better. Meanwhile, Bernie was the one pulling numbers at his po- at, at, at his speeches the way Trump was. Dude, Hillary had to get dude, she had to get Jay Z to get ten thousand people there. Dude, Bernie Sanders was pulling record crowds, but you railroaded them because you felt like you knew better. But you didn't know. Be- Surprise! You didn't know better. You think you're so smart, you're so swarmy, and think you know everything, but you don't. But you don't. And I said all along that if I'm not supposed to vote for Donald Trump, which I didn't, but if I'm not supposed to vote for him, if the mentality was that you can't vote for him because he's an awful person, what did I say? Then shouldn't the flip side of that coin be then automatically voting for the best person? And I said, and I still maintain that the best person in that race was Bernie Sanders. Was Bernie Sanders. The guy, the guy and or woman whose heart was in the best place was Bernie Sanders. Who do you think was going to be better to women and minorities and African-Americans in this country than Bernie Sanders? Nobody. Nobody. But you wouldn't get him. You wouldn't let him get close because you felt like you knew better. But you don't know better. Dumbass. This is what you get. So there's a little bit of me that's going, you know what? This isn't what was best for the country, in my opinion. But you get what you but you get what you deserve. He is the president we deserve as a country. If you don't recognize that, you don't know what's happening around you. And, dude, when you railroad a candidate who was pulling record numbers to hear him speak, and you and there's a concerted effort to make sure he doesn't get the ticket, guess what happens? The American public is going to kick you in the balls for that. And they did. And they did. They were sick of you shoving it down their throat that you're smarter than them. We know better than you. We know more than you. Trust us. I will always be fearful of somebody who tells me they know better than me and I shouldn't question them and I should just do what they say. The last person to do that was Jesus. Notice, I questioned that quite a, quite a bit. You don't know better than us. You think you do, but now the proof's in the pudding that we know for sure that you don't. Get out of the street. You're not going to change anything. You're just mad and pissed. And, dude, I love how, love Trump's hate, love Trump's hate. Meanwhile, dude, you're out there in the street with your hate. So no, it doesn't. You're out there in the street with your hate. Are you out there in the street with love? Are you out there sending a positive message? No, flags are on fire. That's hate. So love doesn't trump hate. You need to shove that BS message back in the box it came in. 
because it's a lie. It's a fallacy. I'm going to be a little fired up today. I am. Because like I said, when you were anti-Obama, you were a racist. So what's the evil term I can put on you today? I need to know what that is so I can start calling people that to their faces. The way other people were called racist when they didn't agree with everything Barack Obama had to say. That was 15 minutes of truth. We'll see how much of that you guys can handle today because you're going to get a lot of it. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Restrictions may apply. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. Fantone found a video this morning that proved something we had predicted yesterday. And we didn't hear about this. Maybe the information was out and we just hadn't heard. But we had speculated yesterday that you would be getting a new system of a down record due to the fact of what's happening politically in the world. Sure enough, they're in the studio and you're going to get a new system of a down record. I love System of a Down. Do you really? love System of a Down. They're so good live. They're such a good band. All the albums are good. Like, I'm a real big fan of them. I wonder how how this will be received. I wonder if it's going to be like... Uh, their last... I don't know. Was that double album their last album? I don't know. But it was... That was pretty politically charged. I mean, dude, he was talking about marching through Tiananmen Square and like all that on that album. I mean, pretty political on that album. Every all their albums, everything that they do, every song that they do, every move that they make is politically charged. That's one of those bands, much like Rage Against the Machine. You can't separate the message from the song. No, there is no like. Listen, you can turn on you know Toxicity and be like, oh yeah, it's a good song. You can turn on Chop Suey and be Aerials like, oh yeah, it's a good song, and not necessarily pick up on everything. But if you really listen to System, it is nonstop political message, and it's going to be nonstop political message. Obviously, with with things the way that they are, I wonder. I'm if, guessing not big Trump guys. Oh, I'm guessing. <laughs> Safe. I'm just, I'm just guessing. I wouldn't assume them to be be big Hillary guys either. They would probably think that Bernie is too li- are too conservative. They'd be like, no, Bernie Sanders, Jill Stein, too conservative. We need somebody more liberal. But yeah, Serge would. But as far as they push things, as far as they you know w- want to make that envelope go, I wonder if America is going to say, screw off system of a down. We're making America great again. We voted for Trump. We're in the red. Well, well, I, I, it'll be hard to judge that, right? Because couldn't we also be just at the time where new system of a down music wasn't going to be good, right? Like, there's also that. Of course. Where it's like, I mean, how many albums do you really have? I say it all the time. There's only so much magic in the pen. Now, they're great. But I will admit, Fantone, I was not an early adapter to system of a down. It, it took a while for me to get around to System of a Down. It did. Like, the vocals of that band, really, I struggled with early on. Oh, uh, I, I don't want to be like... Like, I, like, Sugar was, like, the big song off the first album, right? Yeah, I don't want to be a uh, System hipster, but, dude, yeah, from self-titled on, I was really? always in on this Yeah, band. no, it took me a little while. It did. But I do understand their value. And I was, uh, I was doing afternoons for a while at a radio station, and we went to OzFest in Columbus. And they were like the headliner that year. And there was an African-American man who did the show with us. And when System of a Down came out and like 15,000 fists went in the air and it was dark out, he just looked at me. He's like, dude, I'm going to the bus. He's like, dude, all these white people. He's like, you people are freaking me out. And sure enough, as he was standing there, like three rows back standing behind us, you heard dudes, get that anor out of here. During a System show. Yeah. Wow. And so, dude, he just looked at me. My buddy Dana is his name, known the world around as Cracker Man. And he just looked at me. He's like, dude, he's like, 
seriously, man. He's like, just take me to the bus. Get me out of here. And I was like, and I couldn't believe that when I sat there. I was like, I can't believe this is happening right now. Now, maybe during the Pantera show, I could see it, but uh, System of a Down, I mean, their entire thing is like... Yeah, but again, I think you're giving people credit who listen to the music to, to understand messages. I think people just like loud, aggressive things. It's like how Paul Ryan um, was like, oh yeah, Rage Against the Machine, one of my favorite bands, and uh, Tom Morello was like, well, which one of your songs is our favorite? Where we talk about destroying capitalism, where we talk about Native American genocide, which one are you playing at the Young Republican Convention? I mean, I like capitalism and I like Rage Against the Machine. Again, though, was not an early adapter on Rage. Took a little while. Like that was not like the immediately like they came out and I loved it. It that took a little. It took a few of my friends to be like, "No, dude, seriously, you got to really listen to this. It's pretty good." Rock 106.9 listeners, System of Down, Rage Against the Machine. What are you guys talking? Who are? What are these words you're saying? I mean, do Gorilla Radio testify? Like. Uh, whatever we do this all the time. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Oh. No, dude, my boss is back in town. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not. Because what he's gonna say and he's gonna be right about it is, is that the radio station has never been hot more higher, more highly rated than it is right now. And he's right. Never thanks us for that. You ever know? No, it's nothing <laughs> to do with us. I never knows that. Never thanks us for that. Dude, you know what's happening tonight that doesn't feel like it's happening at all? Just doesn't feel like it's happening at all? What is that? And I think it's partially because it's in the wake of the election. Honestly, one of the most polarizing elections we've had in a while. And we just came off the World Series. And there was a, like a little bit of a championship that happened a few months ago. The Browns are on national TV tonight. They're traveling to Baltimore, playing the Ravens. And I got to tell you, I don't care. <laughs> I, I, like, I, oh, good. I, I don't care really good because i just dealt with 15 minutes of screaming i'm like no i can't take it again dude no no give me a break something in between so i'll take a um what do i want to say a stansbury that doesn't care versus a stansbury that's going to rage out for another five fair um i don't understand how at this point anyone does i saw a quote from hugh jackson and he said somehow some way we are not going to go oh and 16 and i understand that but like dude that's 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 really bad when your coach is saying that. Like when that's the goal, when it's not like, hey, we're gonna win out, or hey, we're going to, you know. And I know it's an unrealistic. Well, I goal. mean, I was gonna say if he says they win out, people are gonna look at him like he's nuts. But when you but when you say when you when you talk to the media, you have to portray that, hey, every Sunday that we go out there, or Thursday that we go out there, we have a shot to win it, and I believe that this team can. All you right. don't have to believe it as the head coach, but you kind of have to say it, right? You have to snake oil salesman it a, a little, little bit. bit. You're right, you because basically his quote is, well, we'll probably lose Thursday, but, you know, maybe we'll win one down the road. And how are you building a culture of winning if that is your statement to the media? To the media. If it's you in the coach's office with all the other coaches and you're saying, guys, I don't give a damn. We are not going 0-16 like the Detroit Lions. We have more pride than that. We are getting at least one win in these next seven games. I understand that. I understand that. And being honest with your coaches and being honest with your players. But this was to the media. Dude, you got, come on. You got you to gotta at least present that you're, that you're like, Fair. hey, we're going to win. We could win. This is our, our goal is to win. So Browns Ravens tonight, Fantone said to me during the break, he was like, and, and I think you might be right. Your prediction is this is the lowest rated Thursday night game of the year. Maybe of all time, dude. What, all is, time. what is anybody watching this game for? What is anybody watching this game for? You said it was a nine and a half point spread? What is anybody watching yeah. that for? Cleveland's getting nine and a half. And dude, I'm 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 I'm, I'm saying the, the Ravens by ten at least. It was ten the other day, and I almost took it. But there's something about betting against my hometown squads that just makes me makes me freak out. I, I I don't always love that. 
I uh, I know everybody wants to give to give it time and everybody and you have to. I just this year's a, a dude. He he gets this year for sure. How far into next year? I just don't understand, dude. Out of the last thirty games, and obviously you can't put this all on Hugh Jackson or even this Browns administration right now. But out of the last thirty games, they've lost twenty-seven of them. Twenty-seven of them. Is that out right? Of thirty. That's awful. With thirty different quarterbacks too. Awful. I uh, so bad. I mean, you almost forget the Browns are even playing this season. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Do you buy into the there's too many games during the week and that's why the ratings are down? You buy into that at all? Um, I think it's one of the factors. I think we're oversaturated with football. I would um, agree a little bit there. Especially over the last three, five years. I mean, it's just been like, NFL, NFL, eat it, like it. If it were me, <laughs> if it were, like it's anal. If you were me, if it were me, I would rather... And you'll never see this happen because of the money that goes into play here. But I would rather see less Monday night games, less Thursday night games, and show me more games on Sunday ver- via more networks. Like, don't have one game on at 1 o'clock and one game on at 4 o'clock and one game on at 7 o'clock. There's a million games being played. Now, I know, but somebody just said in their car is, get DirecTV and you can watch them all. Yeah, I know that. But for people who don't have DirecTV... If you want, for me, it's like the big matchup of the week normally isn't on for us. Like, I forget who it was, but oh, it was like Philadelphia, Minnesota. I wanted to see that game so bad, and I don't think it was on TV. Or there was maybe that was on TV. There was another game where I was like, I really want to watch that. It wasn't on TV. But yeah, I think the Monday night matchups haven't been all that great. Um, Our team is well out of it already, Um, was well out of it four weeks ago. So I think you'll maybe see decline in ratings, you know, partially there. I think there's oversaturation. I think there's too many games. I I, I think it's too many nights of the week. You're Thursday, trying to know. Thursday's what screws the pooch. Um, you, you think so? Yeah, I mean Monday's fine, and Monday's obviously been very successful for the NFL. But by trying to extend it out to Thursday, eh, it's probably well. What currently, the Thursday night game is better for them than the Monday night game. But again, I maintain that if you look at the matchups that they give ESPN versus what they give the NFL Network, which is their own product and a product that doesn't spend the entire time investigating them over CTE, they get better matchups. I think with Thursday, though, you're too far removed from Sunday. That's the problem is that it's like you don't look at it as it's getting you geared up for Sunday. I I don't think so. I think regardless, even if regardless what ratings show this year, I think in the bigger picture, Monday night football just makes more sense. It's just more like, okay. I understand why that happens, where Thursday night just feels very forced to me. I like it on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. I, I understand. I have always understood the Thanksgiving thing. I, I think, honestly, that game being on for years and years and years and years helped expand the NFL brand. I really do. And made the NFL as popular as it is. Helped do that. But I'm I'm with you that it's like, dude, we got Sunday night games now. There's Thursday night games now. There's Monday night games now. And it sounds like it would be great. Like, oh my God, here's more of this thing I love. But at some point, you realize you can't take it all in. And so you're picking and choosing, and you end up just getting just kind of over the whole situation. Yeah. Especially when your team is the laughing stock of all professional sports right now. Not even the NFL, just all sports, huh? So bad, dude. Who's worse? Who's worse? Who else has lost 27 out of their last 30 games? Who's worse? Nobody. Yeah, I, I don't know who it would be. Nobody. All right, a lot of you woke up over the last two days and you're pissed. And you're mad, and you want to leave the country, and you're looking for happiness. 
I, of course, have your key to happiness. And I'll give it to you next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Get $1,000 richer at 8 a.m. this morning. You get your first keyword of the day for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You hear the keyword, you text it in, you win money. Pretty easy there. Before moving forward, I would like to say happy birthday to the United States Marine Corps on this day, 241 years ago. You were birthed. And we here at the Sandsbury Show would like to thank you for protecting us every single day since. Marines, happy birthday, though. You know, you never stop to think about the fact that that started somewhere. Right? Like, you just kind of, like, the military is like one of those things where it's like, it's all we've ever known. It's always, it's always been there in our life. But you, but at some point, somebody had to get together and be like, we need to make different divisions of this thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, the military obviously has existed really since before the birth of America. Right. It was kind of the birth of America. Right. But, you know, uh, certainly, uh, what do I want to say? A very important part of our country. They uh, deserve all the respect in the world. Thanks for doing what you do, fellas and ladies, too, I guess. 241 years ago today. You hear this a lot, that money doesn't buy happiness. Money can't buy happiness. Now, I, we're going to put a pin in that because okay. I, right. I, I, I think that's one of those things that people try to oversimplify. But given today that a lot of you feel like you're never going to feel real joy ever again because the worst person in the world became president. I know that's how a lot of you feel. I'm reading your statuses. So I have the key to pure happiness, to pure joy, and how you could be a happy person. And they say it has nothing to do with money. I'm going to disprove that at the end of this, but there is something to what they're saying. And they boil it all down to this, that what makes you happier than any like material possession, house, car, you know, clothes, anything you can buy, what will make you happier than any of that is travel. Traveling around the country, traveling around the world and seeing things, they claim that they looked at people from the same economic backgrounds, multiples of people who traveled and people who didn't. And the people who traveled report themselves as being much more happy. I think new experiences and getting outside of your box and kind of gaining perspective on the world and what's out there. I, I think that certainly is, is, is going to help people and maybe... I don't know necessarily make you healthier, but maybe make you a little bit more whole, make you a little bit more like... Well, you're going to be more accepting of outs- of other things. Even even a little bit more wise, a little bit more... Oh, sure. You know, a little, a little more like in tune with really what's happening on the planet. The things I learned living in a very small town in Oregon a few years ago that I needed to learn have been extremely helpful since moving back here. Right. And I would say that in my early 20s, when I moved to California, that things I learned out there, I needed to learn and have made me a better person. And I I agree with this. I think travel, I think Americans in general, at least the way the news sells it to me, that people in other countries travel more than we do. I think Americans don't travel as much as they should. I've said now here's where money comes into play. It's easy to be like, well, yeah, if you just travel, you'd be happy. Well, it takes money to travel, though. So so money buys happiness. So don't buy into that. Money doesn't buy happiness. Yes, it totally does. (laughs) Yes, it does. Okay? Because it buys all the things that you could do to be a happier person. But I have long said, and and I think that there are just certain places in the country that it's almost irresponsible not to go see. 
Like, New York City is one of those places. If you live in America, you should see New York City. You should see Los Angeles. That is the brain and the heart of where we live, of where we hail, of what makes this place tick. I would throw Washington, D.C. in there as a place all Americans should see. Uh, now, two more just for me, because I uh, just to give you my personal takes here. New Orleans and Las Vegas are places people should see. Those are, those are cities you should see. Those are places you should go visit. Now, there's plenty of other things. I, you know, you heard me talk about Utah the other day. I love Utah. And if I could go back and, and spend some time next summer there, I probably will mountain biking out there. And, uh, Utah's amazing. But like those five American cities, I feel like are places that people uh, should see. I totally believe that traveling more would make me a happier person. I, when I fantasize about winning the lottery, which I thought I would do a lot less at my age than I do, but when I fantasize about that, more often than not, it's not even really international travel. My goal would be to get like a Jeep or like a Toyota FJ and just pack a couple of bags and just hit the road and just see every state in America. I mean, I've been to most of the states in America, but like spend a lot of time and I'm golfing in all those places, you know, mountain biking and going seeing all the sites. But that's how I, I would not, I would not be a six, you know, 16 room mansion Ferrari in the driveway guy. I don't think anymore. Once upon a time, I think now I would really be more in tune with going and seeing and doing things. You know, obviously you bring up that, well, money is certainly is what is going to allow you to go to all these places. only thing that's going to allow you to travel. Traveling's and wildly expensive. I, I think what there's a what do I want to say? Kind of a fundamental understanding about how people who are dealing with like tough financial times or poor people or people who aren't as, as, as well off and can't necessarily afford to travel is because a lot of people in that situation, they fantasize about those material things like a house and a car and, you know, uh, those things that show your wealth is because they're so poor that those are the things that they're working towards. We're like you and right. I, we're like you and I, I have a place we have, to live. We have cars, we right. have houses. And like once you get those basic necessities kind of checked off, then yeah, I think once once you're at that level, yeah, traveling is probably going to make you happier than a, a new TV. You don't necessarily need a TV with another eight inches on it. You know, go out there and, and, and instead of spending that two thousand bucks, go 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 somewhere and go see something, and that can make you happier. I think people that are truly like chronically poor, people who don't have those basic necessities, don't that, ever think about travel because it's well beyond what they're ever going to do. That's why a Lamborghini's easier for them to fantasize about. That's why they think, well, a big ass house that's what make me happy is because you're living in. A crap apartment in, or in a, a one bedroom a, with 10 people, a crap trailer or something okay. like that. There's truth to that. There is truth to that. I would, uh, but I would urge people that if you have a little bit of money, if you have expendable income, which I know a lot of people don't these days and right. myself included, right. myself included. I mean, it, it, I, I know people sometimes turn on the radio and just assume we make a lot more money than we do. We don't, but, um, don't get me wrong. It's still, it's still pretty good for what this job requires you to do. All right. I'm not complaining, but I, uh, I've been lucky in my life in the sense that I have moved around a little bit. I've lived in multiple states. I've, uh, I've visited, I think I've been in every state except for Alaska and Hawaii are the only two that I haven't been inside of. Um, so I've been a little lucky and I think it does. It, it, it it's like my brother and my sister-in-law are doing this with my niece. She's like 12 now and she's been Everywhere, because my sister-in-law is an educator, and she believes very strongly in taking my niece around the country and showing her things and letting her learn that way. And I am so jealous of her because the life experiences she has at twelve far exceeded mine. 
I mean, I, that's something that you know you've been able to do. I've been able to do, but dude, you start factoring kids in the expense of that and the hassle of oh, that. Two and hotel trying, rooms and, and trying to take kids somewhere, and hey, we're gonna go see the Grand Canyon, and I don't care about seeing this stupid Grand Canyon. And so, dude, you gotta feed those kids, dude. Once again, if you have it, yeah, then I see how it can build happiness. But if I just tell you, hey, you know what's going to make you happier is traveling. And some, you know, some family out there is like, you know what? Screw it. We're not, we're not doing Christmas. We're not paying our taxes. We're just going to go to Florida. Fantone said it's going to make us happy. Dude, no way, dude. That's going to stress you out to the fullest extent. I would say, yes, it will a little bit. But what I would say is your kids might hate it today. But when they get older, and they realize that it was just toys that they don't want anymore, but they can look back and they can think about their f- entire family being together over the holiday on a vacation, I think that, that you walk away with more. It may take them years to appreciate it. I'm just concerned you're going to decide, like, hey, let's go on a holiday. We'll go, we'll go on vacation for Christmas, and then you're not going to have a home <laughs> next year, and then your kids are going to be homeless, and they're going to be addicted to meth by the end of all this. And, it, dude, the toys you bought them probably would have been a better idea. I don't know. All right, so here's what you do. You just load your kids up. And you Joe Dirt it. You take them to the Grand Canyon and leave them there. Drop and them just, off. just get in the car and hightail out of there. That's what I would absolutely do. We have, uh, we've got some reports on who some celebrities have voted for and a couple of celebrities who, surprise, didn't vote at all. We'll give you the update on that next on Rock 106.9. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed yesterday's program or any show before it, you can podcast it at WRQK.com. We have a pair of tickets for Dancing with Canton Stars featuring Matthew Fantone. We'll pass those out just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625, the number you will need for those. Also at 7.30, we'll give you some Chili Peppers tickets as well. Balancing out today's program is going to be a little difficult. Yeah, I right? know it is. Like yesterday was a little bit difficult, but I've, I I just threw it all in the wind yesterday and said, screw it, it's election day, right? It's a, it's like on the program. I knew it was the day before, but like we're, we're going to go with that. But like you're going to hear us kind of go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth today because I just feel like this is what's on everybody's mind right now. Yeah, and it, you're right. It is a balancing act where it's certainly on everyone's mind, and there's a lot of people who are like, you know what, I'm done with it now. Right. So you, you, you have to kind of counterbalance each other. So, uh, yeah, I, I understand I'm going to send you some of you away when we talk about it. Some of you want to come for it, and so it's a little bit of a balancing act, but we kind of have to get into this here again. Okay. As I was surprised, I read this this morning, I was kind of shocked by this. A musical icon voted for Donald Trump that I didn't think would. And I was kind of shocked by it. Ice Cube, former NWA like frontman, star of NWA. Obviously, everybody knows who Ice Cube is. Even if you don't know the music, you know Friday. Bye, Felicia. You're probably still saying that like it's funny. There he is. How do we have this song in the system? Slayer, no, this, yes. I think because we work here. (laughs) That's probably how that happened. We probably downloaded that. But I was shocked to find out that Ice Cube was behind the Donald Trump thing. I was kind of, I was kind of shocked by that. I was, uh, I'm not going to say encouraged by it or, or, and I'm not upset by it, but I was, I was like, hmm, that's, uh, I didn't see that one coming. And then I thought about it. I was like, well, Ice Cube, 
multi-millionaire there. Yeah, I was gonna say. Got a bunch of houses. You know what? Let's let's keep my money. Let's uh, let's not disperse it out to anybody else. Let's keep this here. And also very worth noting that Ice Cube, one of the founding members of NWA, um, I think it was his second solo album that was called America's Finest with three K's. America's most wanted. Uh, most wanted. America's most wanted. Yes. Um he's old now and there comes to be a point in a lot of people's lives when your politics changes you get older. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because I saw this meme yesterday and nobody was bringing that into account. I saw this so you know what we were going to get into this later I'm going to do it now. I have it in my photos here I want to pull it up. It's a a photo of the country of of the map of the United States and it says here here's the map if only the millennials votes had counted. And literally the only states they lost then were like West Virginia, Kentucky, Montana, Wyoming, and Idaho. The rest of the map's all blue. And people kept saying, see, keep hope alive. And dude, change is coming for this country. And if only millennials voted, we would have won in the landslide. Wrong. Wrong. What that map doesn't take into account is that the theory that you're that you're a Democrat in your 20s and a Republican in your 40s has been around since Kennedy, and it's totally true. Your politics change as you age. So you can pass that meme around and that map around today to try to make your 22 year old self feel better. It's wrong. Now I'll I'll say I do think that uh, the country as a whole is 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 progressing in that civil sense of like more accepting of minorities, more accepting of homosexual issues, more more accepting or more likely as we to, should more likely to embrace you know women's issues and things like that. So I I, I think as a whole. You're just going to have that as a society for the most part. I mean, you're not moving backwards, really. No, I don't think you'll go back any. It's just you as your generation changes... Not maybe you as an individual. Plenty of plenty of hippies out there still that sure. are like, you know, I'm voting for Bernie Sanders and smoking weed, man. But as a generation, the, your peers will change. You're just a little bit more idealistic the, the younger you are. It's just the truth of it. And then you, the world puts some years on you. It beats you down a little bit. And you realize, you know what, dude? Idealistic isn't going to work. I want things the way they were. Right. I want things the way they were. It just happens. When you're a part of the change, you very much embrace that change. When the world starts changing around you. For you, right. Which happens when you get older because there's a point you're like, all right, well, my, my generation, we did what we were going to do. Here we are. This is the way the world should be. And by that point, you're having kids and then your kids start doing crap and you don't agree with any of it. Their music sucks. You start it, yelling at everyone to get off your lawn. It's just most memes never take all the information into account. They, they, they sell you one point and then everybody goes, oh my God, that's really smart without thinking for themselves. No, it isn't. It's not really smart. Of course not, dude. There's no way you're going to, you know, accurately portray anything in a... No. One picture and one line of text. Um, But, you know, it's certainly not memes exclusive. There's, you know, journalists, there's broadcasters, there's, you know, plenty of people who try to make their thing as simplistic as possible, low hanging fruit, and at least that way it's digestible. You try to you try to you try to really explain something, and you try to long really... form. America's gonna snooze. I'm yeah, out. I, yeah. I'm not reading that. I mean, not to like, but you, you just said I half read this article, and it's like, well, you know, you, when you when you when you do you, when you when you know people are only going to read the headlines, you kind of have to you know get your point across in that very simple fashion. One of the things about Trump voters, or not Trump voters, supporters here in the celebrity fashion, I have seen a lot of these stories like, oh my God, can you believe this person? Isn't the whole thing with a lot is like a lot of people on the right is that, well, we don't care what celebrities say. 
We don't care what 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 Leanne Dunham says, and we don't care what uh, you know. No, the Dixie I don't Chicks care say. what Leanne Dunham says. And She's the worst. And we don't care what Jay Z and LeBron James have to say. But then it's like, dude, we got Ice Cube. Hey, check this out. We got Ice Cube, bro. Okay, well, I just happened to stumble across that. It wasn't being shoved down my throat, though. Um, I feel like there's been, a, you know, I've seen a decent amount of it. A decent amount. Of I like, haven't. Okay, I'm not going to say it's not out there. I because I will be honest with you. Yesterday, I avoided most of online. Tried to. I avoided to. most of it until it was time for me to like plan for the program. I was like, I'm out. Went to the golf course and was like, I'm totally checking out. I uh, I, I kind of had a busy day yesterday, but still, anytime I had the TV on, I was like, dude, ESPN, because I don't want to hear anything about. Right. I don't want to hear anything about election. I don't want anything. And to you do still with that. did. All right, here's Michelle Beadle. Like, oh my gosh, Jalen Rose, tell me your thoughts. Chauncey Billups, tell me your thoughts. I'm like, oh, I don't care what Chauncey Billups has to say about this. So, I have to do this okay. because I was early on this kid. I kept trying to tell you people he was a big fake and a phony and he was out for himself. And people were trying to throw awful slurs around my neck and tell me that I was just intolerant. Colin Kaepernick is an effing phony. I tried to tell you forever. Phony. Phony. Did not vote in the election. Bro, you can't be the guy out there talking about how the entire thing is messed up and how nobody treats you fairly and how there's disparity in the country and then you don't take part in the process to fix it. Um, if you feel like neither candidate was an accurate representation of what you wanted. Right one do, in. Do you feel like that voting is the only way to bring about social change? I think it's one of the better ways. I think it's one of the ways we do have. I don't think what he's been doing is bringing about social change. Obviously, it didn't. Right. Obviously, it didn't. He started this in the middle of the, uh, uh, towards the end of these campaigns. If what he was doing was going to bring change, we wouldn't have Trump as president, now would we? No. So, Colin Kaepernick, stand up during the national anthem. Put your hand over your heart and show some respect for the country. Yeah, not all of it's great. Not all of the country's great. I understand that. I get it. But the bulk of it's pretty good. The bulk of it's better than any other place we would send you to go play professional football. Oh, that's right. There's not many other places where you can do that. He says here, I've been very disconnected from the systemic oppression as a whole. Translation, too lazy to actually go do the thing that will help us. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of surprised that Colin Kaepernick wasn't one of the 15,000 or 15 million or whatever it was of people who wrote in Hennessy as their vote. Trump's the problem, even though we wrote in Hennessy as a vote. Idiot. You can't be out there talking about how the country's going to hell in a handbasket if you're not going to take part of this. There is a little bit of truth to that. There is. If you don't like the candidates, write one in, Colin Kaepernick. Show some leadership here. But you don't have it in you because this isn't who you really are. You're just trying to capitalize on something because you suck as a football player now and you want some attention on you. You are a pathetic Phony who can't throw a football. Shut your mouth. We have some tickets for Canton's Dancing with the Stars. Fantone is dancing on Saturday night at the Canton Palace Theater. Call her 15 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that. And on the other side of the break here, Chili Peppers tickets up for grabs. We'll do those next on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a 
ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at highvoltagecarding.com. That's highvoltagecarding with a K.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. On Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com, there's an awesome video up there uh, when twerking goes wrong. It's so funny, man. Check that out, WRQK.com. We have Red Out Chili Peppers tickets. They're playing the queue on May 13th. Under 10 minutes from right now, we'll get you hooked up at those. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need to win those. Also coming up at 8 o'clock. Your first keyword of the day for Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout, you can win $1,000 simply by texting in. We'll do that for you at 8 and then again at 9. Multiple uh, opportunities at that. Shout out to Justin. Came and picked up his uh, filled yeah. out, his, filled out his, his paperwork, got his money yesterday. Justin won some money by listening to the program. We like that. We've kind of been talking to you all morning about how we're kind of going to go back and forth between the election results and like people's reaction to it and, you know, try to spice in some other things. I know some of you guys come to shows like this to get away from stuff like that. So trying to make sure we please everybody today. It's hard to do. Yeah. Honestly, yesterday, like in the planning of the show, it was almost like, dude, somebody, please do something. Florida, man, get busy. Somebody anywhere. Like, honestly, yesterday, I just threw the plan up in the air. It was like, just go with the reaction, you know, just 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 go with it. But I want to stay away from it for a few minutes here and talk about something my dad said to me when I was a kid, which is, Daniel, you're probably too dumb to be a really successful criminal. Okay. So let's hit some books. Okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's find a way to make your way through the world so you don't end up serving long stretches of time in prison because you're going to get caught. Sound advice from your father there. Seem like good. Sound advice. Seem like good parenting there, right? And I feel like these next two people I'm going to tell you about could have used a father like mine. As two idiots in New Jersey took a taxi so they could rob somebody's house. And then they refused to pay the taxi driver when he took them back to their apartment in Asbury Park. Kenneth Burke, 46, and Timothy Foote, 38. Called for a taxi, robbed a house, and instructed the taxi driver to wait outside before they returned a little late with a television set and some liquor bottles. The driver then took them to an apartment where they got out without paying the fare. He obviously calls the cops. And then the cops know exactly where you are because the taxi driver just dropped you off. Like, I don't understand this. Like, I don't get how you... Dude, if you want to be a criminal, be a good one. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, the taxi driver is immediately going to give the cops everything he can. Like, all right, hey, I took him to this house, waited there for 15 minutes. They came out with a TV and bottles of booze, and I took him back. Like, it's not like the, co- it's not like the cops are going to have to work very hard to piece this story right. together. Knows exactly where you are. Knows where you went. Right. Knows that that house got broken into, because obviously the owner of the home is going to file a police report. The taxi driver's telling on you. I don't understand, like... There must not be a law or something about taxi drivers, right? Like, if you just take somebody to a house and they come running out the front door with things like, dude, bro, like, who just goes and, like, takes a TV set out of their house? 
You know what I mean? Like, if you drop somebody off somewhere and they take a TV and they come back out, I would think, okay, you just broke up with your girlfriend or vice versa or whatever, and you're looking to steal, like, your things back, or you're robbing somebody's house. Yeah, I think there's probably, and you got to think taxi drivers deal with this on a regular basis. Right, like, why didn't he call the cops right away? Hey, I'm going over to my, my, my cousin's house and I got to go grab the television that I bought off him for a hundred bucks. I don't have a car, bought it off Craigslist. I'm going in there right now to go buy this. Just wait out here. I got to go get this TV. All right. Maybe I forgot to do a lot of you like use Facebook marketplace and Craigslist yeah, to buy things. Yeah. And if you don't have a car, if you don't have a license or anything like that, I'm sure taxi drivers get used as, you know, moving services. Not frequently, oh, God, yeah. but somewhat. I mean, you know, you, you, if it's just one thing. An Uber driver's probably dealt with that before. What about the bottles of booze, though? Like that doesn't like that would set off red flags to me. Uh, you probably deal. You probably deal with so much stuff that would set off red flags to you on a regular basis. You're like, eh, just learn to keep your head whatever, down. Who not cares? even look at it. Who cares? I will say, I think it's not smart, but I mean, it's not a stupid idea to use taxi drivers and Uber drivers in some crimes, like. I think if you're a drug dealer, I don't know how like we dealers aren't using Uber. Yeah, if you're a drug dealer, it's better than driving around in your own car. I mean, at least with like an Uber driver, if, if they the cop get pulled over, over, they got no, they got no real reason to search you. At least less of a reason. You know what I mean? Right. Like, dude, it's it, it's at least somewhat of a plan there. I saw another couple of idiots, in New Jersey again, where they tried to scam the toll booths. And they put like devices in where you like you drop the change in the toll booth there in New Jersey to collect the change, and then they went back trying to get the money later in the day. And guys, do you not know that those things are videotaped twenty four hours out of the day? And sooner or later, somebody's gonna be like, "No money came through this machine all day." And then wait a minute, what are those two people doing there, pulling that out of there? I mean, why did you, why would you think you were gonna get away with that? And I mean. Of course, there's video cameras everywhere. Honestly, it's one of those things with criminals right now. If you don't think you're on camera, you're crazy. I mean, regardless of where right. you're committing a crime, people who are like, oh, I'm gonna go rob this convenience store. Well, you guarantee that you're on camera. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go steal something out of the, the Walmart. The ATM machine across the street's right. got you. The camera inside the store's got you. Like you're on film. Right. You know, very. It's crazy of you to think otherwise. I think it's like 135 cameras a day that you're on that you don't realize that you're on or something like that. But. Which is crazy. Don't get me wrong. I understand there's a lot of people that are going through, like, the New Jersey Turnpike, but you're stealing quarters? I mean, like, that's not a very good business plan. Like, quarters are big. They're heavy. I mean, what are you doing? You're walking up. You're filling up your pockets with them. What is that? 35 bucks worth of quarters? 40 bucks worth of quarters? I would argue, as a guy who uses the Turnpike a little bit, now this is Ohio versus New Jersey, but a lot of people are on that easy pass card now. Yeah, I mean, or using a debit card. Uh, at least you maybe it's one of those where like every you know, like Illinois, it, like every fifty feet you got to pay another couple of cents to go on well, the freeway. If, if if that lane is specifically cash only, you know okay. what I mean? It's yeah. like an easy pass or whatever. But still, you're stealing like quarters. Like you're stealing like you're stealing small bills, maybe at most. I mean, that's not singles at most. That's it's not a very good plan. That's not a very good business or like crime plan at all. No, it's not. No, it's not. Get smarter, criminals. Dude, the criminal life isn't as easy as people think it is. It's like, dude, the movies make it all glamorous, and when in reality, it's just sad. Yeah, I'm just going to be a drug dealer. That's what I'm going to do. It'll be an easy street. No, that's not an easy street at all. That's no. Shore Avenue. That's not easy. No, those dudes deal with violence every day. You know what I mean? Like, a hardcore drug dealer worries about being shot every single day. Now, your local weed dealer, maybe not. But if you're moving, like, kilos of coke or heroin... 
you're worried about that drug deal going bad and somebody shooting you every day when you wake up. And once you start factoring in things like being arrested and the fines you have to pay and the losses that you will inevitably take as a drug dealer due to shady business practices. You might as well just work at Walmart. You're, right. you're going to come out ahead you in the end. You ain't, making, you ain't making much an hour. No, the, the the long joke has always been drug dealers and strippers tell you that they do it for the money and yet every drug dealer and every stripper you know is broke. I mean, that's long been the joke and it's because it's true. It's probably because they're always hanging out with each other, buying drugs and throwing dollars. I'm buying something from the other one there. Little trade services happens there a lot between those two groups of people. I'll give you this for that. That happens a lot in that underbelly of society there. Red Hot Chili Peppers playing the queue May 13th. Caller 20 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that. And surprise, Amy Schumer is walking back what she had said a few months ago and not holding good to it. And we'll fill you in next on The Sansbury Show. The Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Your next opportunity to win $1,000 happens at 8 a.m. on Rock 106.9. First keyword of the day for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout happens at 8 a.m. Still to come, too, is uh, Cheech and Chong tickets for their show, I believe, tomorrow. Is that right? Yep, tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Hard Rock, baby. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park there. I didn't even think of this, dude, but you go see a Cheech and Chong show and they got that buffet. There's all those flashing lights and sounds everywhere. Dude, you're going to have a blast at the Cheech and Chong show tomorrow night, right? How are you not going to have fun there? Yeah. Dude, yeah, just, just I didn't even think about bing, it. Bing, 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 lights everywhere. And then you can go to the buffet afterwards. Oh, dude, I, I think I should go. You should find the, uh, the Game of Thrones game there. I like that one. I like that game. I'm ready for that show to start again. Did you see, like, uh, again, George R. R. Martin had said uh, King Joffrey is a better leader than Donald Trump, which is kind of funny. If you watch that show, it's kind of funny. And then he just tweeted out, winter is coming, because that's like, you know, the phrase and where they where doom is around the corner. Winter is coming is the is the phrase for that. So that was, was interesting. You know, everybody was hitting me up yesterday going, look, the guy who writes your favorite dragon show, the guy who's behind your favorite, which meanwhile, he doesn't write the TV show. The guy who's behind your favorite dragon show disagrees with this guy. It's like, yeah, I, I again, I, I did not vote for the guy who won. OK. And also, I we said this yesterday and I maintain that I can have a difference of opinion who entertain uh, of the people who entertain me and still allow them to entertain me. There's this new thing in this country now where if you don't agree with everything somebody says, you're not allowed to like their art, which makes you honestly close minded, in my opinion. When it comes to moral issues, when it comes to something like, you know, hey, I feel like you're a racist or I feel like you're something that I view as generally unacceptable. I like who you want to be president will not that will not decide whether or not I enjoy your music, your movies, your TV shows or any of that. Okay. Any of that. The closest I've ever come to writing somebody off for that was Michael Jackson. Because I felt like the evidence was pretty damning for Michael Jackson. I know a lot, never convicted. I know a lot of you are going to tweet that in. And a lot of you just like Thriller, and that's the way that is. But for me, it was like, that's a little too much information on that side. I'm out on that one. The guy, oh, remember, they did the, I don't even remember his name, but the, uh, the director from Powder. Like, dude, he had slept with like a little kid. Like, I was kind of out on that. 
I mean, Steven Tyler, there's no denying he was banging a 14-year-old for a long stretch of the 1970s, giving her drugs. I, you know yeah, what I mean? There, yeah. There's no Rod denying Stewart. it. There's no denying it. David Bowie. David Bowie. All those guys, dude. All of them. Yeah, no. All those all, se- them. all those 70s rock stars were banging. Were, were all banging chicks who were underage. They were. They were. So you know, it's 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 a it's a sliding scale for everybody. We all want to get up on our one hill and be like, no, this is my definitive line. But really, what ends up happening there is you end up most of the times just deciding not to like somebody because you didn't like him anyway. But but I mean, think about how many people, and I think as we get into the Trump conversation and celebrities, is is think about how many people when Brian Cranston, the guy from Breaking Bad, came out and said, oh, Donald Trump's a joke, blah 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 blah. How many people on that side said, I'm never watching Breaking Bad again. I'm never watching Malcolm yeah. in the Middle again. Those people are hypocrites too. You know what I mean? They're, they're, uh, yes. Are you going to be able to find hypocrites on both sides of the aisle? Absolutely you will. And one of the biggest ones you're going to hear about today is Amy goddamn Schumer. Amy Schumer, who, you know, she's the one that's out there. It's like, well, you know, America's really unfair to her. It's so unfair to her. No, the world's been really unfair to Amy Schumer. When We should spend more time focusing on how we can straighten her life out and make her life easier. But for months, she was like, I'm moving to Canada. I'm leaving the country. If Trump wins, I'm leaving the country. Surprise. No, she's not. No, she's not. Because like every other loudmouth liberal, she does not stand strong with her convictions. Doesn't think about things before she says them. Just flies off at her fat ass mouth, says it, and then won't hold true. Now, look, I don't want to throw her out of the country because he won and because, I, you know, hold her to the word. But, dude, hollow threats aren't going to help you. Empty threats aren't going to help you. They're just not going to do that. Now, I want you to remember, because I know some of you are going to fly off at the handle. I defended her when people were walking out of her shows because she was bagging on Donald Trump. And I said, I was like, she has the right to do it. You're going to see an entertainer. You're going to see a pundit. She's obviously going to get into the big subjects of the day. And you may hear some things you don't like. And if you walked out of that, you're kind of a sissy. If you can't hear things you disagree with and not sit there through all of it and still be entertained by the other things, then you're kind of just thin skinned. And so I defended her for that. But like this whole, I'm leaving the country if I don't get my way. That's a very un-American attitude to have. Yeah. You're going to abandon your country because you didn't get your way? Now, I don't know how I, how I look at people who complain about this younger generation being entitled and say, no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. Well, I mean, certainly your prerogative to move out of the country if you decide that it's not where you want to be. So I don't know if that's necessarily. It's not like you're abandoning your post as like you know a a a a, a servant of the country or anything like that. You're a citizen. You can leave as as you choose. And I guess the point to be made with yeah, but she's not going to choose. Well, that was the whole point. Is so shut your mouth before the election about how you're going to leave because no, you're not. A, a, any room for the fact that she is a comedian and things that she say aren't necessarily always going to be. I think that that yes there. It, it, is there room for sometimes she's going to say things to be funny? I don't think that that was one of those things to be funny. You think people make threats to leave the country if, if they don't get their way? That's comedy. I don't I don't think she was trying to be funny in that statement. I really don't. Said it in two interviews from the article that I'm reading here. And I, obviously, unless I like I what do I want to say, unless I kind of have the context of like, well, what was the question leading up to it? How did she present it? How was it reacted to afterwards? She said, my act will have to change. I'm going to have to learn how to speak Spanish because I'm going to move to Spain or somewhere. It's beyond my comprehension of Trump won. It's too crazy. Now, then on Tuesday morning, took to Instagram to inform fans she was staying in America. She noted she had also said she would move to London. First of all, the interviewer, I said I was moving to London and was said in jest. B.S. You're saying that now because people are calling you out on it. 
if it was said in jest, you would have said it that day. You would have come right out right after the interview and been like, guys, I was kidding. Relax. But you didn't. But you didn't. Because it wasn't said in jest. You were letting steam off your chest. It happened. You didn't get your way. And now instead of being strong in your convictions, Amy Schumer, surprise, you're going to flail in the wind. And you're going to stay in what is essentially still probably one of the best countries in the world to live in. I'm going to say probably because I haven't lived in a lot of other countries. But my guess is there are places who are probably better off to live in right now than maybe here. America hates hearing that. You hate hearing that. But with no stamps in my passport, I'm not about to be like, this is the best place to live. (laughs) It's just that that's very short-sighted. But I'm hearing about this Cal-Exit now. Remember? Like California is going to do their own Brexit. California's going to leave because millennials are out there posting things on Twitter saying California has the sixth largest economy in the world. We don't need the rest of the country. We'll just leave. Okay, this is the part where I remind you that sixth largest economy in the world is absolutely 100% true. You know where most of that money comes from? Movie studios. You know who heads up those movie studios? Republicans. So no, you don't have the sixth largest economy on your side. You don't. You work for the people who have it on your side, and all of those people, the grips and the camera guys and the actors, they're all liberals. But those shareholders who create those movies, who create that system, secretly, behind closed doors, are rubbing their hands together over the fact that they got Donald Trump. Quit threatening to leave your country. You sound like a complete and utter idiot. Because surprise, that's what you are. We'll pass out $1,000. We'll do it next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just gave away $1,000. Going to do it again for you at 9 o'clock. Still to come on the program, too, a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge home opener Saturday night. Hashtag charge up, dude. Civic Center, pretty excited. Exciting times in the Hall yeah. of Fame city. Sixth season of the Canton Charge, dude. Tickets available right now. Dude, it, they're so cheap, so affordable. Dude, it's such a good time. Get your ass out there. More. They've made the playoffs every year, right? Mm-hmm. Every year they've been in existence. That's a winning tradition. That's winning culture. I like it. Your boy Queen Cook back at it. So that's exciting stuff right there. Charge. I feel it. I feel this could be their year. I'm being told that my hating protests is every bit as un-American as leaving the country. Violent protests, sure, but peaceful, no. Okay, well, I was rallying against the violent protests where I was watching people get dragged out of their cars and beaten in the middle of the street because people are angry that they didn't win. That's violent, Nicole. I'm allowed to not like that. I'm allowed to not like Oakland, California, where they're literally lighting flags on fire in the middle of the street. I'm allowed to not like that. That's not protesting to me. It isn't. Blocking off city streets and making it impossible for people to go where they need to go, that's not protesting to me. It's not. I'm allowed to not like violence. I'm allowed to not like that. I'm allowed to be fearful when I'm watching young kids drag people out of cars to beat them in the middle of the street because they didn't get their way. I'm allowed to not like that. Also, I want to get into this too. All, all the uneducated people, all the uneducated women went and voted for Trump. Uneducated white women went and voted for Trump. Why are we calling them uneducated? Because they didn't graduate college? Is that the system? So we, uh, you can't be a smart person if you didn't graduate college? A uh, difference between being educated and being smart. I, uh, I, I think, dude, so, so high school, you, you don't get educated in high school. 
Um, you don't, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I, I understand the difference there between like being, getting, getting a high school diploma well, and here's what, here's what I would say. They were smart enough to go to the polls to make sure that they won. So who's educated and who's not, who's smart and who's not. They knew enough to go to the polls. To me, that's intelligent. Whoops. Whoops. You got to think before you hit that keyboard, man. You got to think, got to think it all the way through, man. They were smart enough to make sure they went to the polls. So you can talk to me about uneducated. You can talk to me about that's his people. You can talk to me about all that. I know she won the popular. You don't win the presidential election by winning the popular. Remember when Trump was up in the popular vote all along leading up to the election, I was constantly told it doesn't work that way. Well, guess what? Hillary fans, it doesn't work that way. Should it? Should we examine how we do this? Yes. But guess what? It's the left side of the aisle that doesn't want you to examine it. Why do we have the electoral college? Because the disenfranchised weren't being here, weren't being heard. Not true, dude. Honestly, if you look at it, the more states that have voted for getting out of the electoral college, almost almost exclusively blue. What I'm saying is, initially, that plan came about because the disenfranchised weren't being heard. And what you're going to hear, if we take it away again, is the disenfranchised aren't being heard. That's what you're going to hear all over again. Because in the 1800s, you didn't have the availability to have information passed around like you do today. Where in, in that in that in that sense, you could just go to New York and Los Angeles and win the election just based on going to the two largest cities in the country. Where you nowadays, can still do it. Well, nowadays, where everyone can be an educated voter, when a vast look ma- at Wisconsin, when a, when a vast majority of the country has the information available that to entire them? state went red except for the two major cities Was so it, you still do it that way well but with that being said though like shouldn't one vote count for one vote i would like a popular vote i've been on that for years i was told that's a non-american way to do it because not everybody's voice gets heard that way because because we we left people we leave people out that way i wanted this before and now that everybody's lost now you want it that way it's just dude it's hypocritical and there's hypocrites on both sides. As two of the last five presidential elections have been decided by the Electoral College as opposed to the popular vote, I think that's a real problem. I do. I, uh, I, I think it's something we should examine as a country. Are we going to? No. No. Not anytime soon. And I understand that burning the flag is protected speech. Doesn't mean I have to like it. No, and obviously you can have your opinions on things. I mean, that's really what being an American is all about, is that you can right. have your opinions even with the, even when they're wrong, even when you feel like, you know, I don't agree with it. Well, it's okay. Taking people out of their cars and beating them in the street isn't protesting. That's violence. That's rioting. We've blurred that line on what protesting and what rioting is in this country because nobody wants to be mean to people out of fear that they'll be called something unfavorable. I'm going to be mean to them. Stop dragging people out of their cars and beating them because Hillary didn't win. You're pathetic. You're a loser. That's pathetic. Resorting to that is pathetic. You're pathetic. I, I just want you guys to know, I lost too. I lost too. I voted for the person who didn't win. But what am I doing today? Accepting it, moving forward, and trying to figure it out. I'm not dragging my feet in the street and singing a woe is me song, which we all knew we were going to get if this would happen. Surprise! This is what you always do. Surprise! It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Was this, and I'm asking a legitimate question. Was this happening when Barack Obama won? I'm sure there were protests. Was there was there was there this kind of protesting? Was there people being beaten in the street out of fear? Were were, were all this stuff because, because let's be honest, guys, love Trump's hate, and that's why we're beating people in the street because love Trump's hate. It's just amazing. 
It's amazing that, that you don't want the same system when you lose as you do when you win. You just didn't win. And I started the show off with this this morning. You're going to hear me hit it a couple of times before the show's over. You thought you knew better. So you railroaded a guy who might have been able to win. The evidence was there. It was in the emails. We saw it. Bernie came out and showed it to you. And what did I say earlier? What did I say? That if the theory was you shouldn't vote for Donald Trump because he's the worst person in the race, then the opposite of that coin should have been you should vote for Bernie Sanders because he was the best person in that race. Bernie Sanders had never been out there calling African-American men super predators. That never happened. Not married to a person who sexually assaulted multiple women. He didn't have any of that. Bernie was a good-hearted guy who had everybody's best interest at play, who had no controversy. And you thought you knew better, and you shoved a woman down our throats of a 30-year history of stuff that people don't like. Now, I still feel as if she was the lesser of two evils the other night on that ticket. I still believe that. But that's for me. But the country has spoken. This is how we do this. You didn't get your way, and surprise, you want to cry like a little baby. Because that's what you are. You're a baby. I didn't get my way. I'm going to burn stuff. I didn't get my way. Are you kidding me? The participation trophy generation's coming home to roost, y'all. You, you can see it on your TV. There it is. Turn on the news. There it is. You keep giving your kids ribbons for doing nothing. Look what you get. This is what you get. And I talked about these high schools. Like, dude, I was in high school. I was there. We protested over a presidential election thing, too. Nobody that was standing outside had any idea why we were there. 25 of them were smart and had something, and they felt strongly about it. The rest of us were just trying to skip school, drink beer, and smoke weed, just like these kids today. You know why? Because high school kids don't change. That's just the way it is. That's who you are in that, in that frame of your life, in that section of your life. It's just who you are. I understand you being worried. I understand you being afraid, maybe. Not really. But I guess I can kind of get it. Yeah, I think you have to look at it from, you know, obviously I'm not worried. You know, we've, we've talked about this, like, as a white heterosexual male, eh, I'm going to be fine. I can understand why other people do feel concern. I do. So I guess Texas had a Texas petition when Obama won last time. Okay, I would have been against that, too. I would have been against people trying to leave the country. And uh, again, I'm hearing that your problem with me now is, is that uh, there was zero outrage at the violence at Trump rallies. Then you weren't listening because I did have outrage over that. And we found out that some of that violence at Trump rallies was actually being done on the other side. It was actually people who showed up to protest him who were actually causing some of the violence. Not all, but some of it. And uh, there was no, I mean, uh, there was evidence that people were going in there as plants, but there wasn't evidence of them like saying like, yo, you start go punching people. I, uh, I, I mean, do we saw plenty of plenty of reasons for, for that to be going on? Plenty of plenty of uh, you know evidence of that happening. I was upset about that. I want violence never. I told you that the, the, the day we were voting, I, what did I say? I was like, dude, violence is coming to this country. If you, you, if you don't think we're, uh, we're not above that, you're crazy. You're crazy. Some people just want it. And that's my problem. Is that, do you think these people out in the street that are committing this violence right now, you think they really care about the election? No. They just want to go crazy. They just want a reason to go crazy. They feel as if they have one. And they're being told now by, by everybody online that they do have a right. Meanwhile, dude, you guys are all talking about how fearful you are and how you're going to be oppressed, and yet you haven't even figured out if that's going to be true yet. You have no idea if that's true. It's okay to be fearful of it, but taking action against something that hasn't happened yet is insanity. It's insanity.
the history of America hasn't included oppression of, of people? I mean, like, if your community's already dealt with this and you're dealing with somebody who's going to be president of the United States of America who really did run on multiple levels of, you know... Hillary was running on fear, too. Well, I'm not saying just fear. I'm saying, like, I, I mean, came out and said, like, we're not going, you know, has came out and said things that that, that further perpetrate that oppression. I, I, I mean... I understand why why there are certain communities in the country that feel concerned about that. I dude, I get concerned. I would be concerned no matter who we elect. You know why? Because they're all evil. You don't get to that. You don't get to that office without being evil. That's just the way it is. Barack was probably one of the best hearted people we've seen in a while. Not that every policy was great, but I think heart probably overall probably in the right place. And so was Bernie Sanders. Hillary Clinton's heart was not in the right place. You're crazy if you think that. You're legitimately crazy if you think that. That woman was power hungry and the American people saw through it. And the media tried to tell you that they knew better than you and they tried to make you feel dumb and they tried to make you feel like an idiot if you didn't agree with her. And I think America just went, I can't trust you. You lie. You're trying to funnel me into where you want me. And I think America got sick of it. And I also started the show out saying this, and this is 100% accurate, that if you give the American people eight years of anything, after eight years, they're going to want the other thing. I want chocolate ice cream now. That's essentially what happened. But you guys are in the street, and you're burning flags, and you're beating people on street corners, and you're doing all this stuff out of fear of something that hasn't happened. Let that sink in. He's going to oppress us. Are you sure? I know it sounded like that. I, I know we've heard some things like that, but are we sure? Are we sure what he wasn't doing is rallying up the base to get them to go out to the polls like he did, and then when he gets to the office, going to do what every guy does, which is fall short of continuing to give you anything he said he was going to, much like the guy who's leaving in a few days, much like that guy who told you he was going to do all this stuff and didn't do it? Are you sure that that's not what's going to happen with Donald Trump? No, you're not. You're not sure of that. You know how I know? Because he hasn't taken office yet. You have no idea that what you're saying is true. You have no idea that what you're rallying against is true. You have no idea that what you're committing violence over is true. You have no idea of that yet. None. But you feel vindicated in your actions, though. Don't you? But I thought love Trump's hate and love Trump's fear and all that. It's your fear that has you out in that street. It's your hate that has you out in that street. You can't preach to me a peaceful message and then beat people on street corners. It's insanity. And you look like fools. You just do. You knew what the game was. You know what happened here? You know how you lost? It's because you all felt like you had it won. Ah, it's Trump. Nobody will ever vote for him. Pfft, he's awful. And you thought you had it won, so what did you, so you do? You stayed home. Because you're so educated that you can look down your nose at the rest of us because you're so smart that you stayed home. And that so many of you wrote in Harambe because you're educated? So many people wrote in Hennessy as their candidate because they're educated? Who's smarter than who now? That's what I thought. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have a pair of Cheech and Chong tickets. They're playing tomorrow. Hard Rock Roxino, Northfield Park. We want to get you into that. We will do so around 845 this morning. And then at 9 o'clock, your next opportunity to get $1,000 richer with Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. I do want to say one more time, happy birthday to the Marine Corps. Marines there 241 years ago today was uh, were birthed 
there, and somebody sent me this, and if I can pull it up, if I still have it in my messages, I actually did want to read this. I'm sorry, this is very uncompelling radio as I'm trying to find a, a message somebody sent to me, but I didn't know this about the Marines. And Gregory sent me this, the Tun Tavern. Near here stood the Tun Tavern, uh, 1693 to 1781, which is regarded as the traditional birthplace of the United States Marine Corps, authorized by a resolution of the Continental Congress, November 10th, 1775, Semper Fidelis there. I didn't, I, I never knew that history. I didn't know that. But 241 years, uh, 241, happy birthday, Marines. We uh, appreciate everything you do. We're happy to have you out there. God knows uh, you're stronger men and women than the, than the two pusses in this room. That's uh, that's that I that I can say for sure. We've talked a lot this morning about the things that separate us, the things that divide us. Okay, and we're going to have to continue to do so probably the rest of today and the rest of tomorrow. Obviously, as it is hit us this week, but I'm going to choose to go a different direction for this particular break right here. Okay, I want to talk about something that unites us. And what had united us, at least Ohioans, before this election took place was the World Series and the Indians. The world, the Indians united Ohioans recently. And we had a fantastic season. I don't want to hear anybody talking about Chief Wahoo today, though. And, uh, but, you know, the Indians, they, uh, you know, they united us. We were all happy to have that. It's good when your sports teams win. And I think another thing we can agree on in keeping with the Indians here is that our 22-year-old Francisco Lindor is amazing. And that kid's like next-level talent. I mean, he looks amazing next to other Major League Baseball players. The kid's just amazing. And he seems to have the right attitude, Francisco does. Seems to be a good-hearted kid, guy. And said Tuesday morning he's extremely grateful that he won the American League Gold Glove at shortstop on Tuesday. He shared on social media a message of thanks. He says here, wow, what an incredible 2016. Thank you to everyone that has helped me throughout my life. Linder went on to tell ESPN, winning the award is a blessing and an honor. And when asked about the Golden Glove and what it meant for him, the thing he said is, I can't wait to show it off to my pops. It's cool there. The Indians player says he owes everything to his father, brother, and cousin. It's amazing. 22 years old, thrusted into superstardom, goes to the World Series, loses that, wins the Golden Glove, and still kind of has the right kind of attitude. And I like it. I think, dude, that kid is something special. I had said it earlier in the year. He is to be celebrated and enjoyed because, again, he is next-level talent. And if you think about the Indians fan base, you're pretty lucky when it comes to the shortstop position. For years, you had Omar Vizquel, one of the greatest ever. And now on this new version of the tribe, you're getting Francisco Lindor, who's amazing. I mean, that kid just makes play after play after play. So good. How clutch was he in the playoffs? I remember I went to the ALCS game one, and, dude, he was the one that drove in the run. I mean, dude, he was just amazing. Yeah, plenty to uh, plenty to be excited about considering he'll be an Indian for quite a while. Long time, right? He's locked up at least five, I think. And, uh, dude, as uh, just as a whole, I mean, you can look at this team and, and know that, you know, do I guarantee they're going to go to the World Series again? No. But at least you're going to have a team that's a competitive and, 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 and 
exciting team to watch on a regular basis. I like the fact that the Indians are set to be competitive for a while. World Series are never guaranteed. You know what I mean? How many times have you seen Major League Baseball in the years try to put together super teams and they just don't do it? It's hard to make the World Series. It is. There's no guarantee we're going to go back next year or the year after maybe even. But I like our odds better than I like a lot of Major League Baseball clubs and Francisco Lindor is a big, big reason why. And I mean, we've we've talked about this plenty of times on the show where like you aren't as a fan base, you can't expect to win a championship all the time. You can't even expect to compete for a championship all the time. All you can really hope for is that you have a team that's worth your money, that's worth your time, that's worth your investment of effort. And obviously with the Indians and certainly with the Cavaliers as well, they're worth watching. They're worth being a fan of. They're worth, you know, going to a game or buying a shirt or or putting some sort of investment into. Um, Obviously, plenty of people are still watching the Browns and, you know, as they play later tonight. um, Yes, I forgot about that. It's not worth it. Not worth it. Like I, you know what? Let me pull up my my sports app here. I I, I would assume that that game tonight is what eight thirty nine o'clock probably. Yeah, yeah. Like I I was staying up for Indians games, and you know what I mean. Towards the end of the season, and then you get the postseason there, and then the World Series. Like I stayed up and I watched this because I felt like there's reason to do that. Now we wake up. It's normally about four a.m. is my my wake is when my alarm goes off in the morning. So I try to go to bed around 8 o'clock at night. It's normally closer to 10, if I'm being honest. It's normally right around 9, 9.30, right around there, where I actually fall asleep. But my point is is that I can't stay awake to watch a football game because it's football tonight, just because it's the Cleveland Browns playing. I can't do that. Like I'm not going to make my Friday drag ass so I can watch a team. And I know what people are going to say. I know Browns fans are going to call me Fairweather. Oh, you only like them when they're good. No, I only like them when when the, when they when they have a shot to be good. If you only liked them when they were good, you wouldn't like the Browns. I mean, period. End of the story. I was so, gonna say, when's the last time I was able to like them? Then right, two thousand seven. There's a difference between being a fair weather fan and being realistic. I mean, if you're a fair weather fan, you're jumping on every bandwagon. You're like, oh, dude, you know what? Dude, yeah. this year, like Drake. Right, 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 right. And 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 and, and to not support one of your teams. Doesn't make you a bandwagon fan. It doesn't. I've I've had this conversation with myself. It's like, well, dude, are you even a Browns fan anymore? Are you? Yeah. Because I can't tell sometimes. Well, I mean, I I just try to be realistic with it. Where I understand, do I want them to do good? Yes. Do I think they're good? No. Do I think they have the capabilities to be good? No. So it's like, I'm not going to put myself through the ringer there of, of, you know, one of our one of our Twitter followers and our buddies, Dustin, at the beginning of the year was, oh, dude, they're going to be so good. The Browns are going to be so good. And it's like, dude, why are you lying to yourself? I'm not going to lie to myself anymore. I'm not going to waste my investment of time or effort or energy or anything like that. Or I, money, was hanging certainly. Out, I was hanging out with him last night, actually. And uh, he said to me, he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I just was wrong on that one. He's like, I just, I had, a, I was like, Dustin, you weren't wrong. You're just, you're too much of a fan. You were willing to drink the Kool-Aid, and I'm not right. willing to do that anymore. I'm still a fan. I want them to do good, but I can't, I, I can't put time or effort into them until they prove otherwise. I'll watch them on Sunday afternoon, but I'm not risking my bedtime on a weeknight when I have to be up very early in the morning. I, I know my life's so hard, right? Oh, my God, this job's so tough. 
I'll watch them on a Sunday afternoon, but I'm going to fall asleep and I'm going to plan out the show and I'm going to clean up the apartment. Right. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not that. engaged watching the Browns anymore. I like you. Yeah, I'm like scripting out the show for Monday. Uh, a Cavs game, I will sit down and watch. A Cavs game, I'll be like, dude, don't even have your phone in your hand. Just watch this game. An Indians game, I will sit down and watch. But I'm, I'm not sitting down and watching a Browns game. Why? For what? To to beat myself up. You know, I wa- you know, you bring up the Cavs. So before we head to this break, I kind of want to get your opinion on something LeBron James said the other day about scoring. Now he's fifth all time, I think, or something like that. Right? Tenth. Tenth. Yeah, he just made it into the top ten. Top ten. Yeah. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Pretty damn good yeah. all time scorer there. Only player for a guy who's not considered to be a scorer. Only player in NBA history to be in the top ten of scoring and the top twenty of assists. That's pretty good. Oh yeah. So they're talking to him about scoring now, and he's averaging less points, I think, than he did last year or whatever. He came out and said that he doesn't view scoring to be all that important. Never has he. Uh, he, he focuses on being a facilitator, likes getting his guys involved, likes being a passer, likes being a defender, likes rebounding, but never really had been obsessed about scoring. And I heard this yesterday, and I think it's kind of true that. For most people, that may stop him from being considered to be better than Michael Jordan over one day because we as a fan base has put a premium on scores because it's action. And then it looks like like if you score the most points, automatically in our brains that says most valuable. When in reality, there's nobody been more valuable to a franchise than LeBron James. Well, and if that's your if that's your thought process is that scoring's the most valuable thing, I mean, Jordan's not the greatest basketball player of all time. Right. right? So, I mean, Carl Malone is better than Michael Jordan if that's what you think. So it's like you can't do that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, mean Malone, great player. There's, there's, but there's, not better than Jordan. There's other tests involved in it. I mean, you, anytime you start looking at one thing to make you the best at something, of course that's not going to be the case. Just because you're the greatest scorer of all time doesn't necessarily make you the greatest player of all time. I, uh, I personally like the way LeBron plays. I like how he gets the guys involved. I think that there's. Um, there's something about wanting to play with guys like that. There are plenty of guys in the NBA nobody wants to play with because they're great, but they don't pass the ball enough or they don't, you know, they don't do that. Where LeBron James, if he feels like he can rely on you, wants to get you involved in the game. Now, for years, you saw him play kind of alone, but it's because he was alone. But now, I mean, he's got Kevin Love, he's got Kyrie Irving, he's got J.R. Smith, he's got Tristan Thompson. He's got guys who can help him take off the load. I'm all for him passing the ball. I think it's more exciting. I think yeah, it's helping Kyrie Irving build to be the future of this franchise. And I think more than a concentration on like expediting or, 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 or passing the ball, I think the guy just wants to win games, and I think he wants to win as many games as he can. So like to extend out the, you know... It also helps... Stop the, do they even like one another thing? And it, 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 it helps extend his career. It helps, sure it, extend, ex, it helps extend the energy that he can put in the game just by not taking all that weight onto his shoulders. It, 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 it makes the team better. It makes his career better. Longer, it, it, for sure, because most of his points are going to come from going to the basket, which is going gonna to take a toll on your body. So I, LeBron's a smart player. I mean, that's what it really boils down to is the guy knows what he's doing. And I mean, like I said, to be in the top 10 of scores and the top 20 assists. Smart really special. smart really is it because he's smart enough to know that playing unselfish is the way to win more. And a lot of guys don't have that in them. A lot of great players like Kobe Bryant comes to mind. And I, I think LeBron also knows his capabilities and knows what he has to do in certain moments. I think he's had enough basketball experience at this point to you know, there's times he has to take over, and he's okay in that role. He's done that role enough in his life, so diversifying his game and really diversifying his team's game, it, it, it only helps. 
They're doing pretty well, those Cavaliers are. They're, uh, I think that they're probably going to be all right. Uh, it looks as if the teams in the East that we were told were going to be better, like the Knicks and uh, the Pacers and the like, haven't hit their stride just yet. Cavaliers doing pretty well. Seven games in, a lot of season left. Oh, yeah, you got plenty of time. I mean, dude, the basketball season's long. It's so long. Like, this doesn't wrap up till June, right? Correct. Yeah, it's November. Jeez, long. Speaking of which, dude, uh, the other uh, basketball season starts on Saturday. Here at the Civic Center as the Canton Charge take on the Long Island Nets. We'll get you into that around 9.30. And, uh, but we have Cheech and Chong tickets, and we're actually going to do those for you next on Rock 106.9. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. Online at WRQK.com. There's a twerking video there you want to see. It's pretty great. I'll let you go check it out for yourself. I've tweeted it out as well, though. It's at Stansbury Shows. How you follow me on Twitter? Fantone can be found on Twitter at Fantone. But are you getting nervous for Dancing with the Can Stars? That's just two days from now. Is there, uh, are, are there nerves? Uh, a little bit, of course. I um, I'm not afraid to look stupid, though. There's no question about that. Nope, got plenty of hours of proof on that one. Nope, that's uh, that's what I do every morning. And I don't know, like everyone else is doing like. Like the cha-cha or like the, the tango river dance. or like something like that. I'm doing hip hop. So I think it's just going to be so different. People are going to respond well. There's no question about that. I think everyone's going to be like, yeah, cool, dude. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say I'm a great dancer. I'm a pretty awful dancer. So I definitely think there's going to be, you know, I get up there on stage and I know I'm going to mess up. I know there's going to be parts where I'm like, oh, damn it, son of a bitch. Like every other white guy in America, you're a great chair dancer. Yeah. Once you bring your legs into it, it's like, whoa, what is that? Once, What is that? Once you bring choreography into it, because I feel like I'm an okay wedding dancer. Like if you get me in the grind zone at the Oracle, I know what I'm doing. But once you start, I'm like, kind of the same way. Like as long as the dance floor is packed and you can only see me from like waist up, I can do that. Once you start introducing pot of berets and stuff like that. What the hell is that? I don't even know what that is. There's a lot of foot move, dude. There's a lot of just foot movement. There's I don't one even po- know about that. There's one part, I'm doing something, it's like, oh, she's like, oh, this is just like the Temptations. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm nothing like the Temptations. I don't know how to do this. Had practice last night, gotta practice tonight, is practice that right? tomorrow night, Jeez, you're dude. a busy guy. I am a busy guy. You know what's going on tomorrow on the program, 820. We're gonna talk to Simon Sandoval for Veterans Day there. He'll join the program. Again, one more time, I want to say happy birthday uh, to the Marines there, 241 years old you are today. And uh, again, thank you for everything you do and uh, everything you have done to keep us all safe. We appreciate it, and uh, we we, uh, we applaud you for your service there. E, uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm like 100% single. You can't get any more single than I am right now. And uh, Fantone is in a uh, well committed relationship where you live with your uh, lovely young lady. Mm-hmm. And you guys are, you know, gearing towards probably what is probably going to be the last relationship you both have. So I want to ask you here because I want to see if you are on par with uh, the rest of the study I'm reading. Who swears more in your relationship, you or your girlfriend? I do for sure. For sure? For sure. Not even close. Your girlfriend's got a pretty decent mouth there, right? As far as like like curse words? Yeah. I mean, it's not her default where when it's my default, there's no question about that. Is that that. right? Like when I, well, when we get off the radio, I'm, I'm very quick to drop things. Um, I, uh, I, I often use swearing as a punchline. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that's kind of like lazy, but at the same time, it's built in like a little bit of humor into a situation. So I, uh, I'm definitely the bigger cursor. According to a new study, women are more likely to utter the F bomb than men. 
as part of a larger study of the English language to be completed by the end of 2018. Uh, we've surveyed 376 people. We've got to weigh that in and found out women said the F word 167 times out of every million words. And this is going all the way back to the 90s. While men said the word a thousand times per million words as of uh, the last study they did there was 2014. So you're kind of always sold this thing is that men are a little vulgar in the gutter using the, the, you know, the blue language and the like. But the numbers actually say women are more likely to use the F word than men. You know, you mentioned a very small sample small size sample of 367 size. Yeah. people, so you kind of have to look at it a little bit more. But even like just now, this is just based on like my life and my observations. I have to think that's wrong. I mean, my dad definitely swears more than my mom. Is that right? Um, for sure. Not even not even a, a, a comparison. Oh, there. I don't even see your mom swearing. Yeah, I mean, my mom my mom will throw out like little swear words, and she will also like, damn it, probably right. Yeah, yeah, and she'll but she'll do it in the same way that I do. Is she she'll punchline things with it. She'll never. Use swearing in that like negative connotation. She's never never swearing negatively. Yeah, yeah. She's never swearing negatively. She'll swear occasionally for the punchline. I don't think I've ever have I ever heard my mom like straight up curse. I don't think so. Never any of the big ones. Never like an f in or f this. Or, I've never know. heard my mom use the f word. I, I think my mom has probably said damn it to me or something like that. Um, uh, they say here, though, this same study found out that women are more likely to use, and I hate when I have to say this because it makes me sound like I'm five years old on the radio, but some of you can't handle adult words. Women are more likely to say the S word than men are. I hate when I have to say that. It makes me sound like I'm five years old. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand at this point why the FCC hasn't decided to uh, loosen up a little bit when it comes to the S word, but it's it's on it's on the lockdown list. We're not yeah, they, to say uh, it. It, it's one of the ones they don't like. I would agree with you that I think that this study is all about the sample size because given every relationship I've ever been in, the only time I ever heard my girlfriend swear is when they were mad at me. Like where I swear just like talking. I like you when we get off the radio and pretty bad with the F word. Like people ask me all the time, how do you not do that when you're on the radio? And the only answer I can give you is, is that there's just when you're a broadcaster, there's just something that happens when you walk into the studio where your brain kind of knows, okay, dude, if you do that, your career's over. Like there's something when it do when it's tied to your paycheck, you know not to say the f word. Now it happened to me in here once. Remember that? Yeah. Like where it where I had just about full on said it, and luckily we have a dump button for that. I'm I don't know how to describe it. I guess it's like when you're talking to kids and you just somehow or another have a filter. You're on aware you. of what the surrounding is. But when we're talking, to, when you talk to kids, you're not necessarily talking about like the same content that you and I talk about on a regular basis. I'm surprised on a more you know uh, you know more consistently we don't have to press the dump button maybe three times in the entire existence of this show. And I know two of them were from guests. So yeah, you're talking once out of the one of the uh, you know out of the two of us over a three year period. Pretty solid. That is pretty solid i mean I, I i don't know if it's years of experience in the in the, in the yes. industry or if it's i but even when i was younger in, in in the game kind of when i still just knew to throw that filter on i i don't know how there, i do know but i do there's just something that happens because you know like there are members of the radio business let's give you an example like bobby bones all right is a nationally syndicated country dude for our company and he's massively talented and he's got a very big program, makes a ton of money for this company. If that guy slipped up and said something, 
they're going to brush it underneath the rug and he's going to still have a job and he's going to apologize and he's going to do two free events and oh my god I'm sorry about your kids and you know I'll do this to to, to make it okay where you and I Fire. they're just going to yeah they're going to stand at the cubicle throw all the things in the box and throw you right out the door and when you know that it kind of keeps you in check and you're just like nope ain't happening to me we do have Cheech and Chong tickets they are playing tomorrow Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park we want to send you call or 10 one 800 243-7625. You're off to that. We'll be back with more Sands Ray Show. Hang on. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Just gave away another $1,000. We'll do so again at 10 a.m. this morning with Fishhead. He'll have your next keyword for you. And we still have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge home opener. That's uh, Saturday at the Civic Center. We'll give you those around 9.30 this morning. Excited to get that season underway. For those of you who have not heard, Fantone is one of the new in-house uh, arena announcers for the Canton Charge. So if you go to those games, very likely you'll see him out there on the court with the mic in hand there. Be like, why isn't that really tall guy? Why doesn't he just go play for the Charge? Right. Because I'm not athletically gifted. That's why. Yeah, it's not just about being tall there. No, there's other things that go into it. Is that right? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm a little excited. I, I, I went out to the driving range yesterday, and uh, I have been having driver and hybrid issues. And I uh, still the driver not so great, but I hit the hybrid amazing yesterday at the range. I was out at Skyland Pines yesterday, and uh, I just wanted to check out. I wanted to be done. I wanted to be like, you know what? Just no internet for a few hours. Just I, I know it's going to be part of my life later, and the minutia of Trump and Hillary and all this stuff. I was like, I just needed a little bit of a break, so I went out there and hit it, but. I'm reading here, buddy, that the fairways at Trump National Golf Course, just outside of Washington, D.C., was majorly vandalized. The course suffered undisclosed damage sometime between 5 p.m. Monday and 8 a.m. Tuesday morning. They're not giving you a lot of details on what exactly happened, but apparently the fairways were just ripped up over people's, uh, you know, being unhappy with the fact that he won the presidential election. It's one of the one of the multiple world famous courses owned by Donald Trump. I mean, he's dominant in the golf game. Uh, owns a lot of great courses. Doral being another one of them. Uh, he owns a lot of legendary courses. Big into the golf game there. And Tom Brady actually. Uh, was it Tom Brady? I, was, I, I forget who it was exactly, but somebody was playing with him and says he cheats. Which I don't like. First no. of all, if you, dude, if you cheat in golf, the only person you're cheating is you. Right, yeah. I don't know what you're what you're trying to accomplish there. You're not cheating anybody else. You're cheating you. You'll never really know where you are unless you keep true score. So I'm not wild about the fact that he's a golf cheater. And it's a little petty, you know what I mean? Like, and don't get me wrong, everyone's got something they're petty over, but it's like dude. What, Seems what like him doing? though, right though? What, what, like, what are you doing? And like when I heard he was a golf cheater, I wasn't like, there's no way. I was like, Yeah, I guess I could see it. I could see it. A friend of mine, actually, my buddy Corey was in Chicago. And they were staying at a hotel across the street from, like, the Trump Hotel in Chicago. And they were posting photos of it the day after uh, the election. He was like, man, he's like, say what you want about the guy, but this building's amazing. Look at it. And then, like, 20 minutes later, he posted more photos. He's like, well, it was a good-looking building until all the protesters showed up. And they weren't, like, letting people into the Trump Hotel in Chicago. Like, they were stopping people from going in there and throwing things at people and saying, you know, you're a racist if you if you stay in this hotel. And it's like, no, sometimes you just book a hotel room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know if I necessarily buy into the... 
you know, you're going to stay there. So you support everything. That's like saying, I don't even know who owns the Days Inn. But like when I stay there, I don't support whatever he believes in. Or she. I don't know. I guess it could be a woman that owns the Days Inn. I don't know. No idea who runs the Best Western. No clue, right? No clue. So it's just interesting to see, you know, that kind of stuff happening now. But you don't rip up golf courses. Don't do that. Some of us want to enjoy those. Don't do that. You know, I was kind of going off about the protesters earlier. Right. And this guy wrote in and says, I, you know, and I, I have it here somewhere. I saved it. I, I want to make sure to save it. Larry says, maybe talk about the literally of hundreds of reports of racial and sexual harassment and assault from Trump supporters yesterday because you're acting like they don't know. They've already seen it happen. All I saw yesterday that that lends any credibility to that is that there were swastikas written on buildings with Trump's names next to them. Now, we don't have the video of people doing that, so how do I know it was a Trump supporter? How do I know that in the same neighborhood where all the protesting's happening that this isn't people saying, look, here's the reason why we can protest? I can I can definitely send you some stuff. I've got a video of um, multiple kids yesterday in a school walking around with the Trump sign screaming white power at kids. That's awful. Screaming, uh, build that wall to Mexican kids. These are separate videos. That's um, awful. So it, it, it's happening. I mean, and it, not to like, but if you go back to the Tea Party and when that was a whole thing, I'm looking at a website right now, which is like, a, it, 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 it's got essentially like all the violence at Tea Party rallies kind of chronicled here. So it happened. I don't know if it was necessarily covered as much. I don't know what the, what the, you know, what the difference is there, but it's it's not exclusive to one side or the other. No, it's awful on both sides. Violence is never the answer. It's it, it, it's never the answer. But I saw a lot of things yesterday that Trump was getting the, the blame for that I was like, well, I don't know if you can blame him for that, though. I don't know if you can blame him individually. No. Much like I think people who are out in the street who just want to release rage, who don't really care about the election, I feel like some of that same thing is happening with the Trump things, too. People just want to they just want to be they, they just want to scream. I'm right. And I don't necessarily know if the, that is directly related to him. I think people are, I think people are crazy and they're going to do crazy things. And unfortunately, when you're seeing high school kids do this, they're regurgitating things they're seeing at home, which is disgusting. Yeah, I was a kid yesterday in a New York high school that uh, was called an enter, um, told that his place was in the back of the bus Jeez. and that Trump would put him there. I mean, there's going to be stupid people no matter what happens to the world. It's not right. I'm not excusing it. But again, man, I saw just as many videos of of violence happening the other way. And I don't know who's writing on those buildings. I think it's a little weird that it's in the same neighborhood where all the violence is happening. And then I'm just supposed to assume that a Trump supporter went in there and did that. Or maybe it's people looking to say, see, this is why we're allowed. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Neither do you. You just, you know what I mean? You've seen videos online and you just assume that it's true. Videos are very deceiving. You don't know what happened before or after those things were being filmed. You don't. If you're going to give the benefit of the doubt there, why aren't you giving it the other way? I am giving the benefit of the doubt there. Okay. Didn't I say that both sides are wrong when when they act like this way? I'm consistent. I, I, you know what I mean? Violence is never the answer. Protesting is never the answer. Show me the thing that protesting fixed. Civil rights movement. And yet, all I hear about is how that that, that, that we're not that that it's not that much different, oh, I, and that and then that we're still dealing with the civil rights movement. We're certainly still dealing with it, but without what happened in the 1960s. I mean, Vietnam is another good example of like it's done some stuff. I guess those protests, dude. Vietnam didn't end for another four years after that. But okay.
I mean, I guess. Show me the thing that's happened in the last 10 years that you're protesting against. Show me that. Is the Tea Party a good argument? No. I mean, Donald Trump's president right now. Without the Tea Party movement, would Donald Trump have ever had a chance of being president? I think given the fact who he ran against, maybe, yeah. Dude, she was one of the most hated people in America. And, and and that side of the aisle pushed her to the forefront because they thought she was better. It would have been Republican policy or Republican establishment in general without that Tea Party movement. Donald Trump never would have had an opportunity. I don't know if you can say that. I think America is always going to get caught up in celebrity. Right? I mean, he had the celebrity factor. We were going to be pulled in by him no matter what had happened there. Did it help him? Yes. I'm not going to sit here and say it didn't help. But I don't know if that's what got him elected. I can't say that. I feel like people's annoyance with the status quo is what did that. And whether the Tea Party brought that out or not, I'm not totally sure. I can tell you, I started the show by saying it. I'm going to end the show by saying it again, I'm sure, before we end the program today. You give the American people eight years of anything, they're going to want the other side. It's just who we are. I'm sick of vanilla. Give me chocolate. It's just who we are. But pretending that burning flags in the street is American... And burning flags in the street over Trump is, is is the right way to handle losing is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You just, and I said it earlier and I'm going to say it again. The participation trophy generation's coming home to roost. We're seeing it. We're seeing it. So you keep giving your kids those trophies for doing absolutely nothing. Because this is what you get. It is. It's a byproduct of that. There's, you, that can't be denied. We've seen enough evidence now. And I want everybody charged. If you're out there burning things in the street, I want you charged. If you're out there yelling obscenities or throwing things at minorities because you feel like Trump won and you're allowed to be an openly racist now, I want you charged for that. I want you both charged. Like I said, I'm still looking for the word I'm allowed to call you for, you know, Trump ain't my president. Because when you said it about Obama, you were a racist, which is the second most inflammatory word in the English language next to the N-word. So what's the word I get to call you? Because hypocrite doesn't cover it. Doesn't cover it. That doesn't carry the same panache that racist does. But see, you're easily, you're just allowed to throw that racist tag on somebody these days. With no evidence of it. But you're allowed. When you opposed Obama, you were a racist. When you opposed Trump, you're an American. How's that work? How's that work? Show me the math. Somebody show me the scratch paper on that. Because it doesn't hold any weight. And you know it. You're just pissy. Because you lost. And again, I will point this out. I lost too. So as I'm sitting here telling you to deal with it, I'm telling myself to deal with it. I'm reminding myself that I lost two. The person I vote for did not win. Did not win. And this is the part of the conversation where I will tell you one more time this morning that the person I wanted to vote for probably would have won. But the Democrats knew more than I did. <clears throat> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. This is why I'm a registered independent. This is why, dude, I stay away from party affiliation. Because it's both just BS on both sides. Anytime somebody's going, they're all wrong and I'm all right, probably not true. Anytime somebody's trying to shove you into a group and you can only think this way, you're being moved around the board. Whether you want to believe that or not. 
You're being moved around the board. And that's what you're angry about. You're more angry about that than you are even about a Trump presidency. You're realizing now that you were a pawn. And that's what you're angry about. And that's why you're in the street furious. It's not necessarily about Trump. It's a part of it. It's part of it. But part of it is you realize now that you were, dude, it was a snow job. You were snowed. You were fed lies and bought into it. Hook, line, and sinker. We all did. We all did. She's the only thing that can do it. She's the only one that can do it. Bernie would never be able to get close. 289 to 213, by the way. She got smoked. Get you hooked up with a four-pack of charge tickets next on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here for High Voltage Indoor Karting. They're in Medina, just off the square, located in the old Foundry building. And if you don't have experience here yet, it's high-performance indoor electric go-karting. High Voltage Karting is Ohio's first and longest indoor electric go-karting track, and it's a ton of fun. I've been telling guys this for a while now. If you're looking for a date alternative, this is a cool place to go. Mildly competitive, speed always in aphrodisiac. It's a cool, cool experience. Check out more info at highvoltagecarding.com. That's highvoltagecarding with a K.com. 06.9. Welcome back to the Stands Ray Show at Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. I'm kind of laughing, dude, because I just read a quote from Conor McGregor, who's fighting uh, Saturday night. Next UFC card. First time they've they're been uh, in New York City. They're breaking the New York barrier. And Conor McGregor apparently was shooting foul shots the other day. <laughs> and he says, this confidence comes from my big ball sack. <laughs> Dude, Conor McGregor, not my favorite UFC fighter, but he is funny. And he does have confidence in spades. It's so funny, man. He's probably going to win Saturday night. Pretty dominant Conor McGregor is. I see him winning that fight. I do want to watch it. I'll probably head out somewhere and watch that fight Saturday night. Not going to rent it. I'm saving the money. Actually, I'm going to rent... Uh, who is it? Ronda Rousey's fight. She's fighting uh, at the end of December. I'm going to rent that fight. So I'll probably go somewhere to watch Conor's fight on Saturday. I wonder where the best place to do that is here. I know Diamond sometimes shows their fights. Uh, shows the UFC fight. That might not be a bad option for that. I know Buffalo Wild Wings normally does it pretty busy. I'll have to find maybe uh, somewhere close to the house to go watch the UFC fight. Interested to see that. You know who won big the other night on the election is marijuana. There were nine states, Phantom, with marijuana legalization measures on the ballot. Eight of them have effectively passed. California, Massachusetts, and Nevada, all part of it. And I got to tell you, as a guy who has family in Nevada, I'm out there a couple of times a year. I never thought you'd see this happen in Nevada, ever. Never thought I'd. Although I would have never thought you would see it go to Hillary. That say go to Hillary Clinton too. And both those things happened the other night. It's a. Uh, it's a little bit odd for that, for that state. Medical marijuana passed in all four states where it was on the ballot: Florida, Arkansas, North Dakota, and Montana. That means there are more states that have now legalized medical marijuana than have banned it. A sign of progress for marijuana advocates. And obviously the science behind the benefits of medicinal. I want to see if I uh, if I still have this tweet from another broadcaster, Christine Leahy from Fox Sports, had tweeted out yesterday 
Everybody in California can now smoke weed except for the Raiders, Chargers, 49ers, Warriors. Yeah, and people who work for Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because something becomes legal doesn't mean that your place of employment has to allow allow you to do it. Right, right. right. Beer's legal, but if I started opening beer and just chugging in here, my boss is going to have an issue. Plenty of hospitals don't allow cigarette smoking. Cigarette smoking, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get her point. I do. I, I take her point, but there's it's not necessarily true. At at some point, these sports leagues are going to have to answer the question of, so you would rather push Vicodin on these dudes versus weed, right? I mean, at some point, they are going to have to answer that question. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the the, op- the opioid epidemic is a very real thing. Um, right. I mean, do 2,000 people a month aren't over- overdosing on weed? They could probably make the argument if you responsibly use you know, Vicodin, if you responsibly use things that are prescribed to you by your doctor, by a team doctor, by somebody who's in a position of, of power here, you're not going to become an addict. You're not going to have these issues. So it, it, it really does kind of get back to like, you know, personal accountability. Right. Like, well, it's, it's your relationship with it, not just, you know, hey, Vicodin is evil. Okay. I like that. There is some argument there because, you know, I'm the personal accountability guy. I have a lot less sympathy for for those kinds of things than a lot of other people. But what I would say is, and this is probably more prevalent in the NFL than it would be in the NBA. I would argue or could maybe argue that the amount of injuries that you're going to get over your career, you are going to be prescribed that stuff by doctors more times than most people ever would, which leaves the door open for more times using, more times just stretching through it. And I know what the doctor's going to do. He's just going to prescribe this to me, and you're just going to end up you know, going somewhere else and getting and doing more. I think there's, there's a possibility of that. At some point, I think you're going to have to see professional sports leagues understand that this is a product of benefit when dealing with pain therapy, when dealing with anxiety therapy, when dealing with a lot of other things, and also just recreationally, your players want to use this stuff. And I've said about the NFL for a long time, why are you releasing information of drug tests? Just suspend a guy. The NFL, like a lot of corporations, like a lot of businesses, will be dragged into that kicking and screaming. For sure. And it's going to be one of those things where it's like, dude, it's federal law. Just allow it to happen. And even then, though, they're Roll not, over. But they're not... In, they don't. They don't have a responsibility to do that. If they, as an organization, decide that hey, we are a drug-free workplace, and this is what that constitutes, I mean, if, dude, if you want to pull the Ricky Williams route and smoke blunts in Australia instead of playing in the NFL, dude, that's that's your prerogative that's on to you. do so. Right. That's your prerogative to do so. But that doesn't mean that the NFL is going to change their standards because you want to get high. Listen to this. More than a quarter of the country's population now lives in adult-use cannabis states. Well, well, let's not start throwing our own population numbers because it, uh, more than half of, or more than three quarters of the nation's electoral college vote is outside of there. So let's not start throwing around just the people are, you know, living in these states. Those states aren't necessarily that important. No, they're not. Okay. Cannabis retail sales from the states that passed initiatives last night could add another seven to eight billion dollars in additional revenue. Yeah, who wants a piece of that? How do you snub your eh. nose at eight billion dollars in revenue? Eh. Over. Reefer Madness. Eh. I know, dude. I can already hear the tweets. It's the same classification as heroin. It's a, it's a, it, 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 it's a stage one narcotic. That's because honestly, our drugs are is a complete and utter moron. Terrible argument.
it, 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 it's because of reefer madness is why that is. There is no, dude, you cannot equate marijuana to heroin. You know how I know? You know how I know? I've used both. I've done both. I was mildly, and I don't even really like using the word addicted because I really wasn't. But I was using Oxycontin at a level where you would think I was. Now I was able to just put it away and be like, you know what? Not for me. Before this gets too far, I want out. I got lucky. Most people don't get lucky. But I've used both drugs at serious intervals. (laughs) Marijuana and heroin are nowhere near the same thing. Not even close. And if you think that, you just don't know. Or you just want to be, you just want to believe what you want to believe. And I've said this a thousand times on the program, and I maintain that it's true, that a lot of America's resistance to walk back this marijuana thing is you don't want to have to explain to your kids that, yes, you could still be successful and smoke weed. Now, that was just said by a guy who also says that marijuana is addictive. It does hold addictive properties. And that I have long said that selling kids, high school kids, the lie that marijuana isn't addictive is dangerous to do. I admit that there's there's arguments on both sides of this thing here. But is it the same addiction that comes with heroin and Oxycontin? No. Being honest about this is pretty important to making it a legal product. I would think so. Being honest on both sides. I think so. Number one, it's not heroin. And number two, it's not bubblegum. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. It's a, there's there's okay. a middle ground there, because I could argue that beer is the same thing. It's not heroin, but it ain't bubblegum. A lot of a lot of problems can come from too much alcohol. Like problems can come from too much marijuana. But I think you're starting to see. This is what's weird, is that as much as I've been telling people, oh, relax, Trump's going to be fine. Your life's not going to be all that bad. This and that. He is going to be bad on this issue. We know that. He'll be bad on this issue, and it just seems like the country, it's very weird how the voting worked. Like, a lot of the voting seemed to, you know, to loosen on this issue. Meanwhile, overall, elected a leader who would be bad on it. It's just strange. I think America needs to stop the reefer madness and needs to just realize, you've lost this fight. And more people than you think smoke marijuana recreationally, and they're going to do it. So just do it. Just legalize and, I don't know, capitalize financially on a product we can still make in this country. We can still make it. We can harvest it. It can all be done here. This is, dude, it's jobs and $8 billion in additional revenue. Let's snub our nose. Let's stick up our noses at that. That makes no sense to me. Now, I will admit that part of that is selfish. Part of that is, I'm 40 years old. This is the last thing in my life that makes me feel like a criminal. I would like to not feel like a criminal. So part of it's selfish on why I'm up on my soapbox on that. It is. Part of me is just like, I want it. Some of it is that. But some of it also is, it's just insane. And the reasons why I've heard not to do it make absolutely no. Same thing, scheduled one narcotic. That was fear that did that. And money that did that. It was money that did that. Make no mistake. Nobody actually believes marijuana is as dangerous as heroin. The people who are selling you that lie are getting rich off of it. Much like anything else in the world, follow the money and you will find the lie. We have a four pack of tickets for the Canton Charge home opener. That game is Saturday and we'll get you in as we close out the program next on Rock 106.9.
Stanton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stan's Ray Show on Rock 106.9, online at WRQK.com. We have a four-pack of uh, charge tickets for their home opener Saturday night at the Civic Center. We'll give you those in just a few minutes. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. I wish you guys could see Fantone this morning. He's just kind of just like, dude, I feel like this has been a rough week for you. You're just, you look a little worn out. You, uh, you want the tall guy to lie down on the couch for yeah, a little bit? Yeah, dude, yeah. Dude, give it to me. What's going on with you? I feel like it's been like a, like a rough kind of two months for me at this okay. point. It all started when my cat died. It all started oh, when Jesus. my cat died. Now, but look, like, I, I don't mean to downplay that, dude. Losing a pet does suck. It, yeah. it, it totally does. But, dude, you have been disgruntled this week. Now, we're fine. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. I, but I definitely feel like a, you know, F this place just coming off of you. Um, You know, there's certainly some issues within the building that I feel like not only with me, I feel like as a whole, there's some issues within the radio station, issues within the building, kind of the cluster that just haven't been addressed and and maybe, you know, being brushed off to the side. And You're kind of- wearing it. And kind of tr- being trivialized, like it, it's gotten a little exhausting okay. there. Um, Good to know. Not to like, but you know, I stayed up and watched a ton of different like Indians games and stuff, and like lost sleep there. The election um, was the up election, late for that. Yeah. The election was up late for that. I, I volunteered for the election really heavily over the last two months. So to get punched in the face and be like, ah, you lost, like all that hard work you did, and all those knocking on doors, and like walking through the ghetto of Canton, Ohio, and almost get eaten by a dog. Well, to be fair, you were walking your own neighborhood. I mean, well, dude, <laughs> and I. Was. I even That's said to my girlfriend, I went canvassing in my neighborhood, and I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, babe, we are not moving into that neighborhood that we already live in. We're not doing that. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. There's just, you know, and not to like say Dancing with the Stars has been a stress, but like it has. It's been a stress. No, but like, it's been keeping you out a little later. And- keeping me out and, and, and taking me to practices, doing things I don't want to do. I feel like I've been spread a little bit thin recently. Um, it's and, noticeable. And, and, and yeah, I feel like I've just kind of hit a point where I'm like, dude, I just need to recharge or something. Because all week I was like, all right, are there underlying issues? Does he want to tell me to F off? Like, are we okay? Oh, we're good. And then like, Midway through the week, I realized I'm like, oh, this isn't me. This is, uh, dude, this is a you thing. Yeah, I mean, and there's other circumstances in life going on right now where it's just, uh, dude, I'm not gonna lie, I've been a little stressed out over the past two months. A lot on your just, plate. Just feel like, dude, I need a break. I need, I need, I gotta go on vacation or something, or at least like, I don't know, feel like somebody. It, the problems and issues that I have feel like somebody's like somebody okay, care about it, man. Right? Somebody's gonna be like, okay, Fantone. You know what? That's a very valid point and a complaint that you have at your place of business. And you know what? Maybe maybe we'll take care of that for you. But nobody's going to. I'm just gonna continue to wake deal up, with- Matthew. Time to go to school. I'm just gonna continue. I'm just gonna <laughs> it's never con- gonna happen. I'm just gonna continue to fester on it. I mean, it's just gonna build up, build up, build up. Well, the up good news is this: explode. Good news is this: what we're is right around the corner from some time off. Yeah, we're right around the corner. I mean, Thanksgiving's. Any, you know what I mean? Coming up soon, and then before you know it, end of the year, Christmas, that kind of time, we'll be out. Our report card will be over soon. Right now, we're in a grading period. Our report card will be over soon, dude. I mean, actually, sooner than I think either one of us really realizes. It's November 10th right now. So a week from today, I think we get it. So, well, I mean, we get the end of the grading period happens. So, you know, it'll be a while before we get the report card, but uh, I'm not going to lie, dude. I feel like uh, I feel like you you as well, I we've just got some complaints, and maybe it's time for us yes. to go. No, no, know? no. I'm not making this at all you think there's, there's there's some things with me too but it just seems like this has been your week 
where it's like it's coming through you pretty hard. At this point, I know the start of the day for both you and I, and we're never complaining about each other, but both you and I, it always starts like, dude, this is what I'm pissed about today. And then you're right. like, dude, this is what I'm pissed about today. And at this point- And we have to do it, otherwise we would carry it into the program, right, and right. then it just sounds like we hate one another, right. and everybody's like, what is happening in there? And at this point, <laughs> I've gotten to the, to the, to the, the realization of like, well, unless something changes, nothing's going to change, and nobody's going to allow this change to happen. I don't know, dude. What am I talking about hoping change for? What am I, Barack Obama? <laughs> Wrong bumper sticker, man. <laughs> dude, make Phantom great again. Trying to. Trying How do we to. do it? How do we make Phantom great Take again? Take Friday off. That's what we have to do. Just be I, done with it. Dude, just tell me now. Are you not coming to work tomorrow? No, just I'll be at work tomorrow, of course. <laughs> tell dude. me now. Gotta Don't pay, leave me hanging. Got to pay the bills, homie. Got to pay the bills. And besides, tomorrow's a Friday show. A lot of good things going on. A lot of good things going on things tomorrow. Going on. Uh, Simon Sandoval will join us around 820 in the morning to get into Veterans Day. Uh, we may, fingers crossed, have another guest early 6 a.m. hour. Okay. You're not going to want to miss that. Okay. I, I would give you more info. I don't mean to be cryptic, but I don't have it confirmed yet. But she says she might be willing to be able to be here very early in the morning, uh, last part of 6 o'clock in the morning. If that happens, I'm going to be very happy about it. So uh, you may want to tune in for that. Your next opportunity to get $1,000 richer happens right after 10 a.m. with Fishhead. Aside from that, we are done for the day now. And uh, you are free. No, actually, Phantom, I just got an email. You're not free to go home. Apparently, we have a 10 a.m. meeting yeah. about new software. Yeah, it's a very important meeting that I have to be a part of. Oh God, dude! I'm gonna sit there in such a bad mood. I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be so cross to everybody. I'm just gonna scoff at everything everyone says and just so like great. Put in new software. All the hardware's broken, idiot. So like every other meeting that's ever happened here. Yeah, yeah. Phantom's <laughs> not good in the meetings. He's not. He's uh, uh dude. You you are you are not a meeting guy. Well, no. The thing is, is I'm sick of meetings that we have where nothing is accomplished. Why have the meeting if nothing has changed? What is the point of that? You would actually like to see more meetings happen, yeah. but just with more action after them. Right, right. I, dude, I give, I, like, our boss will, like, make fun of me. He's like, oh, here comes the Fantone wrap-up. I'm like, yeah, because I want to review what we just talked about. And, a summation. Like, and, 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 and confirm here's the game plan. Sure. We don't have a game plan. It's just, hey, here, we're going to come in here, we're going to bitch about something for 15 minutes, and nothing's going to change. God, dude. Can't believe I have to use my work, my, my work ID to get back and forth to the bathroom. That, that was, like, the big one. God. All right. I, I wanted you to, like, get it out. I feel like, dude, it's been, like, four days where I've been looking across the board, like, I don't know if he's there. Like, is he okay? Is he going to make it? What is happening? Like, I just, you seemed a little downtrodden, buddy, and I, uh, well, I, well, I care. And I just, dude, I want to see you be okay. I'm going to go strangle our boss right now. I'm going to go get into a fight with him. Dude, Stone if cold you, stutters all over the place. As if your fingers are long enough to wrap around that fat neck of his. I don't, I don't think strangling him. You might need some rope on that one. I don't think the bare hands will cut it. We do have a four-pack of tickets for the Canton Charge home opener. That game is Saturday. We want to send you. So call her 15 at 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to that. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We will be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now you guys have a great afternoon. See you.